for years, the three of us have said this. But today, more than ever, hashtag... Give it, give it to Dave. Every choice made has led to this. Welcome back to another Ahsoka-tastic episode of Empire Radio. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Andrew. I'm Drew. And we are back with Ahsoka Season 1, Episode 4, Fallen Jedi. I was going for the air horns. Yeah, yeah, turn that down a little bit. (laughs) That was was intense. That was very intense, Drew. That's like because I, I pulled it from your computer, Jeremiah, and for some reason it's loud as heck. All the other ones, actually, no, I think yeah. 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 it's pretty loud too. They're all loud. <laughs> well, that one does, if, that one needs to be loud. If that it's loud, to... it's because I got it from Andrew. So if you got to get out, super get out from Andrew, they're both from Andrew technically. Yeah, you can just lower the volume. My glasses being annoying right now, you guys. Oh goodness. Well, good thing you don't need your glasses because I don't. You don't need to read anything other than the chat, I guess. But Which is important. Anyway, but, we're already rambling. Um, this always happens every week that someone else is here. Hey, by the way, that <laughs> ramble was not my fault. Yeah. Also, it doesn't matter. That's what we do here. We ramble. We're ramblers. Not tonight. We're not, not tonight. We're trying. Lucy's podcast, okay? We don't read. Last, because last night in the Discord, people were talking about how this is going to be like a six-hour podcast. And it should be so. because it was that good. As much as I want That's it to fine. be like that, no, fine. Drew, we can't. We know, Drew. It would take forever remember. to upload and export or ex- whatever. Like I just don't know. <laughs> it's like literally the just video production. Yes, but it's all good. I'll do. I'll do my best. But yes, Ahsoka is back this yep. week, and it was a doozy. Yep. A doozy. So we might as well just jump into it. But yep. Who wants to go first? What were your overall thoughts? Jeremiah, you go first. You want me to go first? Yeah, you yeah want that me way to I don't ramble. Let's go. <laughs> oh, already taking hot shots at me. <laughs> um, uh, I thought this was one of the best things we've ever had in Star Wars. <laughs> I think that this is for sure the best single live-action TV show episode that we've gotten of all the shows. So that's three seasons of Mando, Andor, Book of Boba, but that wasn't that hard to outdo. Um, um, There's two good episodes in that whole season. Cool. But, uh, and was there any, a different other live action show? I can't remember. No. But I thought this from start to finish was great. I thought the pacing was great. I thought all of the big moments were great. And I, I couldn't think of anything better that this episode could do. Like... It's everything I could ever want in a live-action Star Wars thing. It was fresh. It was mysterious. It was exciting. It was emotional. It was funny at t- times. And 
I thought it was great. See? And if and if this is just like the four, halfway through the season, and I'm next week is supposed to be a big deal because Dave Filoni's directing that one also. Yeah, they're Man. also uh, playing it in theaters. Yeah, I was just gonna whoa, say whoa. like some some yeah. movie theaters are gonna be. Yeah, there's it. one. The movie theater that uh, Micaiah and I normally go to is playing it next week at it? five p.m. No, I can't get off work. I like I, I work until five. There's and there's there's just long story short, there's no way for well, me to get off. Would have been a way if they would have. Never mind. I'm time. <laughs> yeah, so if it's in the evening, it's no, no, no. It time. starts at five, and well, I get off at five. Just take your laptop. So they're starting at four <laughs> earlier than normal. Yeah. I looked at the tickets today because I saw it. I was like, oh, I bet they're doing one in LA. And I was like, oh, that's my movie theater. And then I was Dude, like, how did I get the pass? How did I about this at all? Is it so, join the Discord. Yeah. Drew or uh, Will posted in the Discord. Yeah. So. they The chat says they sold out fast. Like, I would have had to have jumped on it and then submitted the timeout request. And there's no guarantee it would have actually been accepted. And so I was like, you know what? I'll just watch it on my TV. It'll be fine. Could have scalped that ticket, dude. Could have but, made, dude, I'm, dude, I'm going I, tens I, of dollars. Do you do you want do you want me to ramble about scalpers? Because I hate them. I the whole ticketing system. We're not talking about. You're it. opening Anyways. the door. But uh, yeah, they updated the poster to include a certain someone. Oh, it's wrong. I don't know if it's or too Annie, early to. Annie? Nope. Can, no, this is. We do not. No, it's not. I, it's not time yet. Oh, you're talking about. We have to wait until the very end of the episode to, to mention is this. Is it person. even showing in Minnesota, Jeremiah? I have I don't, no idea. They're they're it's all over the select theaters, so a no name state like Minnesota is probably not gonna have if it is, it's probably gonna be an AMC. I'm looking and I don't see AMC is the worst. I like it. I, I mean, I don't really care. I Mar- the, I Marcus go to one movie a year now. So Marcus is where it's at. But anyway, those are my th- overall thoughts ten minutes later. Um who wants to go next? Overall thoughts of the episode. Drew, you want to go? Um, no, no, he doesn't look like Okay, cool. I'll go. Uh, <laughs> this was definitely the best episode of this show for me so far. Um, definitely like a nine and a half. I don't, I'm not giving it a 10 yet because I haven't seen Theron yet. But it was a nine and a half for me. Um, yeah. I have no complaints. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I think the fighting, this was the best fighting that we've seen yet. Um, really, really, really enjoyed Ahsoka versus Balin. I love Balin. I I love Balin enough. This might be a hot take. I love Balin enough that so far within the first four episodes, he is my favorite character. That he is, is pretty cool. Take. The the Dude, end of last episode when he's just standing there and the wind's Dude, blowing. I am so because like I I'm not familiar with him as an actor very familiar with him outside of like what I saw in Thor and I'm it the more I see him in this the sadder I am yeah about what happened because like there were there were at least two or three times last night watching this episode with my wife that we both were like yo his voice yo his acting like it just it's I don't know I I I don't know what it is but for me Balin is killing it like i'm so yeah. invested in his character and in his motivations yeah. because it's like i hope they kill him so off. not clear cut um but yeah i i loved it um i i have to admit this episode it was a little oh here we go it it wasn't ruined but my oh. perception of it going in was definitely not as fresh as it could have been because of jeremiah because 
Jeremiah watches wow. the episode, and then I get a Discord notification that, and I quote, it, hold on, let me find it real quick. Are you going to count I, the explanation? I wanna, uh, I'm not going to count them, <laughs> but I definitely want to quote it. And I quote in all caps, ah, with six H's and about 47.5 exclamation points. This is before I watched it. And so I'm like, okay, well, this narrows down what's... Yeah, I was like, like, okay, well, something's going to happen, obviously, because Jeremiah normally doesn't react to that if it was like a mid-episode. And he normally doesn't redirect people like I try to do. And so I was like, okay, well... as as the episode is going, I'm literally like out loud going, I think this is going to happen. And then when that doesn't seem like it's going to happen, I'm like, okay, well, it's going to be this. I'm like, something big. And then they were they were getting the hyperdrive, hyperdrive ring together. And I looked at McKay and I was like, oh, so this is going to be, this is going to be the episode where at the end, they're going to get to the galaxy and at the end, Thrawn's going to be walking out in slow motion, like in the trailer, <laughs> and then it's going to cut. And we're not going to see him until next week. We're not going to even. Very surprised. <laughs> very, very surprised. Uh but I, I had I had the expectation that something was coming, and then I I will tell you this: the shot, the moment I knew most of what was going to happen was the shot from overhead where it's panning over the ocean, and I literally looked at Micaiah and I go, "She's in the world between worlds." Like I was, I called it like you know thirty seconds before, and then you see her head, and I'm like, "Okay, she's definitely in the world between worlds." I didn't know who she was gonna see, but like, so it was. But it was good. It was great. Um, huh? huh? Is she in the world between worlds, or is she where the Jedi go when they die? What? That's no. literally the world She's between not worlds. Dead. Do you not remember what the world between worlds looks like? It looks different in live action. No, no. It yeah. There's more stars. It's the same. It's the same thing. Yeah, okay, but you gotta understand that looking at when all the times that Ezra has like a spiritual moment he's in this black void and each time it gets more and more detailed yeah and now so it's very, now it's very detailed and so when we see it last uh in the episode the world between worlds with ahsoka in there it's just straight like black lines and stars but here there's color there's galaxies there's other things out there that's so it's kind of like maybe a the more mature you are in the force, well, the more sensitive you are to perceiving the, the I environment. I also think it's a practical thing to help provide a little bit of separation for the characters in the background. That's an that's I going straight black like it is in Rebels. I feel like would could potentially cause some uh, some some hurdles to to be jumped over, especially if they're going to be spending a lot of time there next episode like that. I think they are. I think it's going to be easier for everyone if it, there's more detail. Well, but tell anyways. Me if if they're going to show this in theaters next week, it's probably a long episode. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I mean, that's I mean, what, it's what, probably, the second shortest I don't episode. Know. I think it, last week's was like 30... Actually, I think but this- last week was 37, this week was 40 with intro and credits. Yeah. It actually came out to around like 37. Actual 37. Right. But so so yeah, I really enjoyed it. I I don't know if it's the single best live action episode for me because of how much I deeply loved Andor. 
Um, one of my favorite all-time Star Wars moments ever in live action was, um, I, I'm, of course, now I'm freaking blanking on his name. Um, the the monologue. Know. Nope. The monologue. Uh, the, the manifesto one or Marva's the, one? Not Marva. No, 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 not Marva. I mean, Marva was... Marva's What's wrong was, with Marva? Marva's speech Marva, at the end? Yeah, I mean, no, Marva, look Marva's up disgust was, on your face like, Ugh. No, 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 no. But Marva's was fine, but I'm talking about... Uh, um, Nemec? No. Why can I not remember his name? Andor? Not oh, Andor. Luthen. Luthen. Underground. There we go. There we go. There we go. Okay. Luthen's... Uh, Luthen, his monologue is... It, it still gives me chills, y'all. But that, we're not... This isn't about Andor. This, so... Um, there is, so this is definitely a 9.5 best episode of the show. Best fighting for sure. I agree with you, Jeremiah, the best paced one. Um, very interesting twist at the end. Wasn't expecting it. Not surprised by it, especially seeing as she tweeted the tweet that she made and that got quickly, very quickly deleted earlier this year. Did you hear about that? No. Yeah. Rosario Dawson tweeted like, uh, welcome back, Master Skywalker, or something. Yeah, I remember that. And then, oh. like, like immediately got taken right, down. But so many people saw it. Show. Yeah. Uh, it's also funny because she says Master Skywalker, and then in there was one of the pre the pre Ahsoka show things where she she was like explain Ahsoka in a minute and a half or something. It was a really good little short that she did, and she was like Ahsoka was trained by Jedi Master Anakin Skywalker, and I was like. Ah! No, no. He was never granted the rank of master, ma'am. Facts. And then I felt like a nerd. <laughs> so, anyways. Uh, so, yeah, nine nine 9.5 out of 10. Go, Drew. And apparently there's no showings in Minnesota, so I don't feel that bad. That's okay. Um, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. I mean, you can watch my reaction right now on YouTube, and I literally <laughs> cried. It was so good. Guess so did Tanner. It was amazing. Um, I was texting him the whole time. I was like, dude, it's crazy when Hu Yang got in contact with Jar Jar. I was like, he looks so good in this show, like the CGI. And dude, he was like, dude, if you don't shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, but like, honestly, though, like, I want to say it's my favorite episode, Jeremiah. You want to say? But I'm unsure because I can't swim now. That episode was so gut-wrenching for me. Andor from Andor. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. That I, episode was Andor intense. for me is still. <sighs> so, but I, I, I do think this is leaning more towards my favorite episode, and especially the conflict of like Sabine, like straight up not listening to Ahsoka at all. And I, I will when we get to that. I'm gonna contest your interpretation of that. So well, they neither of them listened to Hugh Yang. Let's say that because they weren't together at all. I, I also Drew, you finish, and then I have I have something that I need to get off my chest after you finish. But I I enjoyed it, and clearly she's in the world between worlds. And I was yeah, just, clearly just pulling you guys around, leaving you guys fell. I don't think you were. No, I was. <laughs> I'm only I only said that because certain youtuber star wars guy was saying that's what that was where jedis go to die but that's a different it could be it might be i mean 
could be both. The world between worlds is where they go to die. Where the force you, goes. You know, uh, have you guys seen the the YouTube videos of the deep fakes of Obi Wan and Qui Gon, and they're like reacting to Star Wars? Yeah. No. You sent me a thing. I watched like the first two minutes, and it's like, literally my favorite thing right now. They're so. Anyways, you you mentioned Force Ghosts and Qui Gon's there as a Force. It's so funny. But go ahead. But yeah, I I liked it a lot. I thought it was really good. And yeah, little Annie's back. Spoilers. Yep. But Andrew, they get de-aged that sucker. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, it didn't look. I, I, yeah, I was I was thinking about that. We'll get to that. But I was thinking about that post the episode ending, and I was like, you know. I'm glad that they de-aged him because if he was like current Hayden Christensen, it would have taken me out a little bit. Kind of like in Kenobi. Yes. But here, here, every oh. time I'm on the, the show, oh, we, we have to, we have to mourn Uh-oh. what could have been. Uh, we are, we no, you, you stop it. Yeah, you, you stop. Your rant. Here no. Here it goes again. I am saying this should have been seven, eight, and nine. You don't need Luke. You don't need the legacy characters. If you want something to tie, bring all the fans back. Give like this. Not this show. Fans back, bro. Okay, but think think about this. Listen, 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 they listen. Think about Ahsoka season one <clears throat> as a movie. Now, granted, it, it would be they would have to cut out a lot, but like, <laughs> but no, no, but but think about it. Think about I, it. I listen, mean, listen, I listen. Agree, but it's directly after. It's 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 really close after Return of the Jedi. They don't have to worry. They don't have to rely on the legacy actors and actresses to, to carry the the the, fi- the franchise anymore. This is a new Star Wars, technically centered around fan favorite characters. And Thrawn proposes like just let Palpatine be dead. Why I still believe Thrawn poses way more of a threat than Snoke and freaking. This is the why big... I still believe Dave Filoni has one story to tell in a movie and it's going to take three parts to tell it. Yeah, I don't think it's going to take three parts. I'm I think the first two parts are going to be over the shows and then the, I, the movie I, is going to be, I don't but all I'm saying is like, think about a more perfect post return of the Jedi than this. Okay. I don't disagree that it's a great story, but you have to, con- if you're going to continue the first six movies that has to be connected to the first six movies, and that is the Skywalker. Uh-huh. Since when? Since when? it's like what? It's the Skywalker. Who, who, but okay, saga. it wasn't the it wasn't the Skywalker saga until like they started. Let's see. The first three movies were about Skywalker. No, 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 no. But it the wasn't. Next three movies that rule were about wasn't Skywalker. created. But also, that rule wasn't really a thing. Okay, but the rule doesn't that. matter when the content is that either way. But. Anakin is you can label it however soul. you want, but it's still six movies about Anakin Skywalker. Anakin it's still the Skywalker saga. Soul. Ahsoka is literally Anakin's Padawan. But like he's, it's... she's not a Skywalker. Well, neither is neither Rey. is freaking Ray. I don't disagree with you, but but they have the legacy this, characters in it from the, listen, the original trilogy. This show is more of the Skywalker saga than the movies we got were. Well, and also the, and it doesn't matter if Luke is in there. Neither are. Oh, I disagree with that. But instead of Mon Mothra, they could just throw Leia in there. That would have, yeah. That would have, and Anakin's Easy. in it, so technically it is a Skywalker saga. He's literally in the show, yeah. and they can add him more. I I'm not a, disagreeing with either of you though. I think we needed to watch something that bad and to appreciate this good stuff. 
But if we had gotten this first, then we wouldn't even. Um, uh, anyways, all I'm saying, we got you would be so angry if they didn't have Luke, Leia, and Han in the first movie. If they did like a story like this, you would have been so upset. I guarantee you. No, no. no. If you if it had been this, no, no, because the thing I would have been would like, want... where are they? No, but like but the thing is, Andrew, you would want the original Thrawn trilogy with Luke. Yeah. As the and then you'd be upset because they didn't yeah. have you would come they on. didn't add do an adaptation of the Thrawn trilogy. It was a different one. They had I still would have been fine with this, more so than the freaking I, Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Your your heightened love for the story is tainted by your hate of the sequels. No, it's not. But it is. <laughs> How many books with Thrawn in it? That's that that is completely wrong. Like, I promise you, like, I just read Outbound Flight. Thrawn isn't technically even a main character in that, and it's still a better story. All of the novels that I've read... We, we like, know where the mess-up is, but Jeremiah doesn't like when I point fingers to certain people in the show, so we're not going to say anything. So all I'm saying is... This would have been way better as and the continuation of the Skywalker we're gonna saga. we get three movies. Because my thing is... I, they want to do Dave we're Filoni. Getting, we're not movie, getting three movies, and this is why I think they want to do Dave Filoni movie. But a lot of people haven't aren't watching these shows. So what is going to make them go to the movie? And I freaking wonder why. And Maybe watch, if they had started with this. Andrew's on fire. <laughs> the people who don't watch it are the are people who casually watch the Star Wars movies. Like they don't care enough to watch the I shows. Disagree. That's why they need people in the seats, though. If they're gonna push a movie to be in theaters. They have to sell tickets, which is why I think they're going to do a story that's going to tie into the Filoni verse, but at the same time be its own story, which is why I think. But they've literally said it ends the Mandoverse it ends story. The Mandoverse, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it does. So then yeah, that means you have to watch the shows in order to enjoy the movie. Not necessarily. But that's literally what they said. It's the end of the story. It it's like watching Deathly Hallows Part 2 and not watching all the previous seven movies in Harry Potter. Like, you're not going to get what's going on if you do it like that. Yes, but my thing is not everyone is watching all of them. So in order to get... That's why they're not going to do a trilogy. This is why I think they are. Because they're going to kind of go back and forth and kind of show us more. All right, whatever. We've already ranted, gone off rails and are talking about nothing that has anything to do with ahsoka so let's get back on track i think it does have stuff to do with ahsoka no let's, just, let's get back on track Drew. let's get back on track so we each gave our own opening thoughts so might as well just jump scene by scene into this and so let's do it obviously classic star wars they have to fix a broken ship yep like you can't have a ship that just lands nicely and has no problems. Something's always wrong with the ship. So Sabine is fixing the ship with Hu Yang, which I thought was interesting watching Hu Yang do repairs on a ship. He's a smart guy. I feel like most droids are very, like, they have one purpose. Not a Jedi droid. He's also really technical, though. He's like the lightsaber guy, so I'm I'm sure he's predisposed to technical skills. I don't know. I I just think it was it's odd. It was odd seeing him do that. I'm like, 
what is fixing well, it? Well, I mean, if you view it though through the fact that him and Ahsoka clearly have been together for a while, yeah, he's it's probably also, not the freaking, first time. He looks great. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah okay, I, I but like some of the some of the stuff in the in the the sequel movies practically didn't look as good as oh. Hu Yang does, like. For him to be such a central character, like they they did a really good job know. of balancing like the CG and the animatronics and stuff. Too. So, are you saying that you think he's practical? Yeah, he is practical. It's both. It it's definitely both. It's definitely both because like the fight scene is not practical at all. Like, there's no way that that's practical. I would, but that'd be cool. But there are, and you know, obviously, a lot of the shots where he's more mobile, he's not practical. But like, there's definitely a shot in this opening scene. Like, I'm watching actually, it right now. When he was actually fixing the thing under, when he was going yeah. down, that was practical. Hundred, hundred percent, he's practical. Oh, I didn't. Even... That would be hard to like, because he looks no. stiff when he's on the ground. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a stiffness that is very much because of the limitations of like what robotics can do yeah. you can tell and then there are certain uh, there are certain scenes where you're like oh he's moving a lot that's not that's not robotics there's no way yeah so i don't know i i guess i didn't even cross my mind that he was practical just because it i didn't notice it as practical oh so. well that's good i i noticed it was practical because of how good he looks so I'm just so used to CGI looking pretty spot on realistic that I guess I didn't yeah think but chopper obstacle. chopper is both too right chopper chopper is both yeah yeah I think he was practical when Hera was chasing after that part but that was the only time he was practical <laughs> joking joking because I was gonna say that was like the one time he wasn't practical <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so. Fixing a ship, and like Sabine's like, "Where's Ahsoka?" I'm like, "Either she's on the ship or she's outside." Like Sabine emo. It's not that difficult to figure out where she is, but whatever. Well, so they go or out, or maybe Sabine was asking because maybe she left to go get the people. You know what I mean? I know, but I'm saying like she could just walked out of the cockpit. Oh, Ahsoka's not here. That means she's probably outside. Like. We're taking a you nap. Didn't need an, you didn't need help, but I don't know. She's not. She's not. She's nap. not force sensitive or whatever. So she sucks with the force, so she can't sense a. a may or may not have pushed someone in. She didn't. Um, but she goes outside, talks with Ahsoka. And it's a really beautiful set. This this forest area. Yeah, I really like. It's gorgeous. Like people have asked us a million times in voicemails, what planet would you want to live on, or where would you want to go? Like, Cetos, really? Cetos, this is looks. Cool. It's pretty, but it. I feel like seasonal depression would be a thing, like uh, year round. Yeah, it seems very gloomy. Like very Seattle. But anyway, <laughs> um, so Ahsoka has like a very somber attitude in this moment and she state well she first she states that the base is close by um but she tells sabine like our enemy has the map and they're the only one who knows how to get to 
Thrawn and Ezra. Like, we have to make a difficult choice. Like, it's either we go and they don't, or nobody goes. Yeah. She fears uh, what could be if Thrawn were to return. And so she has, has it made up that it's okay to sacrifice saving Ezra for the greater good of the entire... The greater the, good. Of the... Yes. The, like, the book. No. The book. it's Sorry, it's a reference to Hot Fuzz. I was I was literally just talking. Why would I know what Hot Fuzz is? I was just talking to Tanner. We were just texting Tanner about that movie, and they there's a running joke where they say the greater good. It, anyways, I thought all you Hot Fuzz stuff. fans out there, I you know what I'm talking about. Thought it was a Thrawn reference because that's oh well, yeah, that, that too. But yeah. <laughs> um, and so obviously Sabine is like distraught about that, like shocked by that like realizing that yes that is the choices that we have to make like who do we choose and are we willing to make the hard choices and ahsoka says sabine can i count on you to make the right decisions so i was like oh she, this, is, this is when she says the thing too by the way she's like better than allowing thrawn's return as the Heir to the Empire. Burr, burr, burr. Yeah, I was like, oh, you did the, you said the, the name of the book in the movie, or you know, it is one of yeah. those moments. So, I was like, when that conversation happened, I was like, something bad is gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> like, this is not gonna go. Yeah. Well, and so, I was very worried about that. And this is like the tone already shot. Like, the music is very like the, the it's dimly lit because what I've noticed in, like the first three episodes is that. The uh, the colors and the lighting is very bright, just like Rebels was. It was very bright colors in its animation style. But in this episode, it got dim and dull and dark. And I'm like, this is not your Rebel show, kid show anymore. This is much darker, much deeper. Um, this, how it looked, I thought, kind of portrayed that. Um, so, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think about the scene about Ahsoka, Ahsoka's moment, Ahsoka, uh, Sabine's, like, what were you thinking when this occurred, this conversation happened? Like, were you worried about things going bad, about Sabine making the right decision? Uh, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of annoyed by their dynamic. (laughs) What? Yeah. I'm just kind of, I'm just like, for me, I was like, a freaking moody teenager and a parent who doesn't fully understand the teenager and they're trying they're butting head like they they butt heads all the time and like i get it i understand it's the story but you i was know, like you know, sabine's like 30 years old right yeah but it feels like a teenager to me she does That's she's like oh mom yes you can like it, it gives me that like energy. a master and apprentice the same way anakin was with obi-wan the entire time yeah moody <laughs> But I, I didn't really, like, for me, it was more or less, like, I knew she was not going to listen. Yeah, like, that was the other thing. No, it's, like, super predictable. Yeah, it was really predictable. That she didn't that she destroy the map? No, that she wasn't going to listen to Sabine. Or, I mean, Sabine wasn't going to listen to Ahsoka. And yeah. She was going to. So, where she didn't she listen? Like what she did the map to? and she went on the show. Well, so that's what I just asked about the map. You said no. So I well, was like really confused. But the biggest thing is like she literally was like, uh, Ahsoka fell. I don't know if she's dead. 
But instead of worrying about my master, I want to go find this boy. Like, that's all she cares about is him. She doesn't care about the Thrawn stuff at all. But she, but he's literally the most important person in the galaxy, or not anymore, technically, because he's out of the galaxy. But, you know what I mean? Like, the most important person to her. Like, that's, but... Why, why wouldn't that be a hard decision for her? And then why wouldn't I'm not she... Saying, I understand the concept, I, but I'm just saying it's predictable. When they said this, when she said, we need to stick together and you need to make sure you make the right decision, we knew by her saying that she was going to make the wrong decision. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it doesn't make sense for her character. It completely does. Because she's been more fixated on finding Ezra than becoming a Jedi again. She already gave up on Ahsoka. So it wasn't that hard for her to do it again. I don't think she gave up on Ahsoka. I think she was powerless to help her because this guy who's like 6'5 and like super brute strength is between her and Ahsoka. So it's like she couldn't jump off the edge and try and save her. I think she could have destroyed like, the map. Well, and then that would have... Then she probably would have died. But at least she tried. Yeah, I think for me, it might be... It, it, it might be the this whole, this whole, like, unexplained dynamic of they were master and apprentice for so long. That's one of the things I think this the one that's the one part of the show for me that's like I don't I still don't quite get and it's it it doesn't resonate with me very deeply like I I don't I don't feel like I've been given a reason to care about their relationship and because of that it's annoying the bickering and the dysfunction is annoying you know what I'm saying like I don't agree at all that's fine I I, I don't because I think it's being set up as both Ahsoka and Sabine and Rebels knew that they had responsibility to find Ezra. Right. And so they're the only two people in the galaxy that have that weight on their shoulders. So it makes sense that they're, they want to find him, but also that there's going to be conflict because they both feel like maybe they individually have responsibility over the other person. So they're kind of just going to cause a conflict. And so, and we learned also here that what drove them apart seemed to imply was something with the purge on Mandalore. Um, because Balin says your family was killed on Mandalore because your master didn't trust you or something like that. So I think Sabine had a means to stop what happened on in the purge and failed or something. I don't know. We'll talk about that. See, and that's the I, thing though. Like it, it's been really difficult for me. Like it's not difficult for me to invest in the characters because obviously we have rebels and we have Clone Wars and like, I'm fully invested in the characters. It's been very difficult for me to invest in their relationship because from the very beginning, it's like, ah, oh, Sabine is not going to help me. And then Sabine's like, you never made it easy for me. And then Sabine's like, okay, I'll join you. And then now they're like butting heads this whole time. And I'm like, there's a part of me that's like, yo, Sabine, you, sh- you should have just freaking listened. 
Like well, I get it. I get, I get that. I get that Ezra's so important to her, and and I'm sure maybe maybe people are going to boo me off the podcast, and I'll no, never be I, on again I, for saying this. I, but I'm I, like, it's annoying. It, it's there's a part of it that's like I love Ahsoka, I love Sabine, I love the direction the show is going, but I'm like, this whole thing. It, it maybe if I had the backstory and I was more invested, like maybe if I had seen the relationship mm. and and seen it fall apart, and I was like, no, like this, you know what I'm saying? Like when when Ahsoka leaves the order in Clone Wars, it it's it it tears your heart out, and it tears your heart out because you've had you know freaking four or five. I don't even remember what it was five season seasons. was. Five seasons to get to this point, and you're like, no. Like you, what you know what I'm saying? But with them, it's like some things happened. Now they don't like each other fully, and then Ahsoka, like that 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 scene to me just felt like like an angsty teenager and a parent. It's like now you're I, gonna be good when we go to the the formal dinner, right? Yes, and then they like fart you know, on the mic or something and embarrass the family. You know what I'm saying? I I'm kind of surprised that that's your. Interpreted like I did did not feel that at all because I feel like last episode much of their relationship was resolved. And so going into which is weird because that's what makes this episode weird for me. It's like most of it was resolved, and then I felt like it was dysfunctional again. But I I just don't see where it was dysfunctional because she didn't do the right thing. Yeah, like no. The only way they're not dysfunctional is if she just did what Ahsoka told her to do. No, it's just the it's oh. it's the vibe of the exchange for me, because like you can cl- you can clearly tell that like Sabine. It seems just like Ahsoka still like, didn't trust her at all. Yeah, that's what I'm and saying. If Ahsoka would have not said anything, and it would have had the same outcome, it would have been a bigger impact to that outcome. Right. I think than her saying that statement because it felt like we knew what was happening. Yeah, the same way you spoiled the episode for Andrew, it was like that. It was. Like, I didn't spoil anything I'm for Andrew, kidding. but but you know what I mean. Like we knew by her saying that 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 was going to be an issue later on in the episode. If if they would have just not said, if she would have not said that line, like you, I I need. To yeah, it was a pretty big you. foreshadowing. You already point. knew. I thought we yeah. were at that point. Like I already thought you were trusting her. But then, but like, then, like shortly it, after, it, Hu Yang's like, Hu Hu Yang is like stick together you're you're jumping ahead yeah. a little bit i'm not going to talk about the fight scene we can talk about that in a second but then there's this moment yeah he's like you're better you're better together and then ahsoka's like it's more mature than what i'm about to do but she's like yeah you're okay and then sabine's like yes we'll stay together and she like bows her head a little bit and i'm like dude they're not gonna freaking stay together yeah. like like that too that was another thing where it was like when hu yang said that you knew that they weren't going to do that Therefore, you knew they were going to get separated. But, so, those two lines were the only just, thing in this episode that took me out of. I I don't know. I think you guys are. I don't know. I'm just surprised that these. This is your. I reaction because, like, I mean, I don't know why you're surprised at Andrew because he said that I have week that he didn't really like the relationship. I I have a really I ha, I honestly have a really hot take that people are probably going to be really mad about, but I'm not. I'm not gonna say it. Just say it. We can't say that and then not say it. I I oh here we go. <laughs> I think the show. I understand why she's there. Oh, so because of the yeah, I understand why she's there because of the Ezra thing and the Thrawn thing. 
But honestly, for me personally, and people are going to hate me for this, and that's fine. It's time for me to have a controversial opinion every once in a while. I think it. I think she's more of a detractor than an ad to the show. Interesting. Like I, I think. I don't I think, think it's it, a hot take. I think a lot of people are like, "Why is Sabine in here?" Yeah, I think it would have been a better show if it had just been solely about Ahsoka. But like, I I love Balin. I love Shin. See, I even love Merrick for being whatever the freaking fart cloud he was. <laughs> like, I I love everything about this, but at every point. To me, this relationship has been the thing where I'm like, this is just, this is, it's getting in the way. It's just getting in the way at this point. And like, I, Ahsoka. I think that is the point, though. But, it's supposed to get in the way of them getting there. But I think this pairing is a necessity, though. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't, disagree, I don't disagree with so, you on that so point. Like, so, like, how. It's just annoying. But how could it not be annoying if, if it was just like it would be worse if it was just Ahsoka because that would be a, a deviation from canon because it's like no it's Ahsoka and Sabine are supposed to find Ezra well that's why I said at the beginning of what I just said I completely understand the the need for her to be there like I, I, I like I'm not I'm not saying you take her out and you rework the whole thing because that that would really dilute the story and I get that I'm just saying for me personally, my least favorite part of this show by landslide has been th their relationship. Yeah, I think if they were I still think, there and they were just friends, yes. And he, she she went to Sabine yeah. and said, "Hey, I think I found a or, way to get Ezra. Do you want to come help?" And Sabine's like, "Heck yeah!" And she drops what she's doing on that planet and goes and helps. If there's no more heads, a, an alternative, I think that would work better for me personally. And I said this last time I was on the pod. But like, I think an alternative would just give us a flashback of them going off to find Ezra and it not working, and something really bad happening, and then then they they split. That's totally like that to me but, is way better than the like. Oh, uh, I was trying I to be a Jedi, but I'm really not force sensitive. I, say, and, I don't think they've actually tried though before. Well, I mean, I guess that's a good point. But like, give me something that's like really high stakes and. Sabine does something There'll that Ahsoka doesn't approve story. of. There'll be a comic book. But yeah, don't, but don't you think that with Balin's comment about this the siege of Mandalore being yeah. the, the point of conflict that split the relationship? Don't you think that's what? Well, may, maybe it, it is, is. But the yeah. first three episodes, all we've all we've gotten is well, Ahsoka right. didn't understand but, me, and I, and then Ahsoka's like Sabine wasn't a great student, and it, it, like that's all we get. But lead with the the scene. I think that would be a weird start to a show, though, because then like it would have to take place years before the timeline that we're in, and then like it would just. They would jump forward to well, I mean, either way, but like, what if we there's get something it? that they're talking about but, in the past that but, shattered the relationship, right? But we have former episodes, don't you think that they're going to shed light on that? Maybe. Oh, they will. And, and if they do, I'll I'll eat everything I'm saying and I'll apologize. But for right now, four episodes in, not having the full picture, this current Andrew, this, I, this I, timeline, this, this, this like, timeline, I, Andrew, I don't fully, I. I it's really difficult. It's just really difficult for but me to like invest I feel like, in the relationship. But I feel like that's most storytelling 
in general is that they don't get, show you all the cards at first. They slowly show you yeah. over time. And that's yeah, what but I feel doing. like in other instances of storytelling, they give me more to go with or they give me something more believable. Uh, not Star Wars. But, that, but that's the other thing. Like, I, It's not believable to me that Sabine would be a Jedi. Like, Drew, you, you made the freaking post on Instagram like days ago, weeks ago, whatever. What was the, cl the clip from Rebels? You remember? Uh -huh. On the Empire Radio Instagram, it was a clip from Rebels. And Kanan, like, straight up on the comm link, is like, Sabine doesn't have the Force. Yeah. Uh, more or less. I'm paraphrasing. But then, like, that that's the... It, I don't know. That's the thing for me where I'm like, it, it, shouldn't, been, it shouldn't have been her being trained as a Jedi. But Kanan did say the same thing that ahsoka did say that the force lies in everyone sure sure and sure. ahsoka is not saying that she's going to use the force it's just that she has a little less force sensitive than finn yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but like what i'm what i'm trying to say with all that is like these first three episodes have been the focus of the dysfunction in their relationship has been this failed tutelage for you right and oh. so for me, that's what makes it difficult. And it's the two things is one, I don't think the tutelage should have happened, at least not in the framing of master and Padawan and force training. And then the second layer is like, it's just, there's so much that I didn't see. And, and maybe the difference with other forms of storytelling is that we're get, sometimes we get fresh characters. Mm -hmm. We don't have anything to go off of. But with Ahsoka and Sabine, there's so I've invested so much in their characters. I think the fact that this, this the whole tutelage thing really is just making it unbelievable for me, and so it fe it just feels weird. Like, see, I agree and disagree with you. I like yeah. their relationship in the sense of master and apprentice. I actually like that. I know that mm -hmm. that's probably a hot take for some people. I no, like Sabine. You're character. entitled to that opinion. I think Sabine and what she's bringing to the table is good. I just think this line was. I wish we just didn't get this line because I didn't. The the line of asking for trust. Yes, because I thought we already got trust before. Like, like, like we said, we thought it was all fixed the last episode. Like. And that's what I'm like. Why are we questioning this relationship? Yeah, that yeah. for me is and why. That's weird that it, that you see it as that, like that being a obvious. Okay, she's asking, "Do you can I trust you?" That's a relationship thing. But like, it's literally the biggest and hardest decision. Like, you, it's not out of the line to ask that because, like, yes, there I, we say we all here agree that the relationship was mended in a sense last episode, mm -hmm. but. But that doesn't mean that they're not supposed. They can't. That they're not supposed to do repairing. No, but you like, don't. They're supposed to. It I, takes time to heal from that. No, Even though they've no. they've gotten past it, it takes yeah. time. Yeah. And so, like to ask that, like I know we just fix things, kind of, but yeah, this is the hardest decision you're ever gonna have to make. Like, but are you gonna? You can I trust you? By them, I, if she didn't say that, you don't think that moment would have just been just as powerful, because, like. He literally said, "Like, I can. I'm the only one that can bring you to your friend. That would have been just as powerful than her butting heads with Ahsoka, even though Ahsoka, in her mind, is dead now. I, I just, I don't, I don't see it as a conflict, like butting heads. Like, I don't see them two butting heads at all. 
in this episode. Like it makes no sense. Like that's your interpretation. Well, I think if I, two people are interpreting and you're not, I don't. Well, there's. I mean, there's a. I'm not going to say that. Like if Jeremiah is also I'm entitled to his interpretation, like I'm not going to argue with his interpretation. That that's a. But for me, like there's like a there's a pretty big eye roll. She's no, like, it was pretty. Like, there's dramatic. like a whole like yeah, but but if Jeremiah interpreted like I'm not my my point here is to share the way I interpreted it, and if Jeremiah interpreted it that yeah. way, like sick. I'm like I'm not here to tell him he's no, wrong. No, I'm not saying you know that. I'm, saying? I'm just saying Dude, that you literally just said that. Come on, he's like yeah. there's two against one, so clearly you're wrong, Jeremiah. Well, I'm but I'm just saying I just don't understand how you didn't realize that that was an issue. That what was an issue? That she literally was like there was an argument in their heads, like they were both showing that they were like. So he's like, are you like, can I trust you? And she's like, yes. Like it was clearly like a drama. Like, oh, I, I, I didn't see that at all. Like, I, one, I just think Sabine just has a, a certain personality that's like that. That doesn't necessarily mean that she's being. She's Sabine. Gosh, she's. I don't know. I, and also, if if Sabine thinks that Ahsoka's dead, she's like, now my only hope is Balin. Like, so okay. So this true. this brings me to a this brings me to another question that I had that I wanted to pose, but I guess you gave the door open. So <laughs> now I haven't. I would like to preface what I'm about to ask with the fact that I haven't watched Rebels in a while. Okay, okay. it's not so the 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 especially the latter seasons that Sabine is not as fresh in my mind. Okay. However, as someone. I understand the the pull of the most important person in the world, right? I, I know that is an indescribably strong pull, right? It's very tough. But as someone who has been through enough battles and had to make enough extremely difficult decisions, is it believable that she would just do what she did? That she would be, that she wouldn't put the safety of the galaxy. Yes, because she, she's not dumb. She understands the stakes. Like she's been through the whole empire. Like she's been on the precipice of this everything versus my safety decision, my wants. Does it feel like the same? Well, a progression of the same character. Well, what was Jeremiah was saying? was if everything she wanted was always taken from her via the Siege of Mandalore, if Ahsoka somehow prevented her to help save Mandalore, yeah, and she lost her entire planet, at yeah. this point she does have nothing besides her little cat. And so, <laughs> like, cat. it is cute, but she didn't bring it with her, So, and I don't know who's feeding it. No one wants to talk about it. There's a PETA... Where are you at Zeb. right now? But it's Zeb. Zeb's feet. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Grudgingly, the, the loth wolves are taking care of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean. Like <laughs> that makes sense to me. Why she would? Because she has nothing left, and she fought yeah. this but war, like, and she won the I, war, and she got nothing out of it except from heartbreak, and more heartbreak. The war's over, and she got yeah. nothing out of it. She's not involved with the new republic. Yeah, like she's just there. So. 
for her, it makes sense why she would just be like, you know what? If I can find Ezra, take Ezra back, then maybe him and seeing him can fight Thrawn. It's, it's interesting because like you're explaining it makes total sense, by the way. Great, great, very well worded. You're the you're explaining the backstory of a main character to a show. You're explaining something that would need to be seen and explained. Well, like Jeremiah said, like we will get that. I'm just saying, like, going into this as the Ahsoka show, oh, we have two characters oh, no, that I don't think need it's Ahsoka show the... anymore. Yes. I, I haven't. So, well, these, these first three episodes or four episodes aren't Ahsoka. They're Sabine's show. And so good. Yeah, I, I really didn't feel like it started being Ahsoka until the end of this episode. Correct. Now it's so, Ahsoka's show because she is going to be with her. They're mother. separated. She's no longer with Sabine. Right. So now it's the Ahsoka show. <laughs> but honestly, like, Chad, let me know if I'm wrong, but it's felt like a Sabine show and a so and 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 this and I want to and I want to be clear. Like I don't, I really genuinely do not enjoy where I'm coming from. Like I want to make that clear. Like for the longest yeah, time, party pooper. Yeah, because like for the longest time, like if you go back and listen to the podcast, like I was always like really, I try to be really positive. And like pull the good out of all these stories. What happens when you take a hiatus and you think too much? Maybe, <laughs> maybe. but sure. but like it it genuinely tears me up because like I want to be like this is the best thing we've ever experienced since sliced bread. Sliced bread, but the, that's the, 1937, by the way. That's when uh, oh. sliced bread was commercially oh. sold for the first time. Jeremiah, you oh. wouldn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> so like, it's not something 37. <laughs> something like that 38 37 something like that that's crazy <laughs> it's just it's it's one of those things where like i feel this way and i don't really like that i feel this way but there's something about this show that i'm like we it like it's, it's is, is it is it better now. is is it better than a lot of than than every other show other than andor yeah but like know, is though. it i don't that's a hot take too I Mando mean, season live one action. is so good. We're just forgetting about Mando season one, and and like we spent forty five minutes on this one thing. Well, but it, it it is interesting, and maybe maybe I should do some soul searching with what I'm about to say. But I Stop didn't have you. any of these complaints with Andor. I didn't have it, like there was not one single relationship character move decision that they made that I was like, whoa, whoa, hey, wait a second, that's but not it, right. But it is because of what you said earlier about how it was all fresh new things. Oh, like no. you had no expectations of anyone because they're all true. New but I think that they wrote the characters in a more bulletproof way than some of the characters have been treated. And anyways, it's it, this this is a bigger Ooh, discussion again. Twenty-eight. Oh. Ten years. And again, maybe after this episode, people are going to be like, you know what? We really liked Andrew, but we don't like we don't like Andrew I think anymore. more people are in your boat than you realize. I also think, and I and I hate that. I genuinely hate that. Like for once, I just want you're used to being the good guy, and now you're a bad guy, and you're so worried yeah. about being the bad guy. Yeah, like it, it sucks because like with Andor, with Andor, and I'm the positive yeah, one tonight. Yeah, what yeah, the yeah. heck? <laughs> I just the one thing that I the one thing that I can't. I, I cannot deny is the way I felt after every episode of Andor and the way that I feel after every episode of this. And this show is phenomenal. Dude, like that's, I'm not on bragging week, on the show, I, but me and Jeremiah loved last week's episode. 
we thought it was the best thing before this episode came out. Yeah, and I thought it was all right. Yeah. Oh, we read your. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah, read so. your comments on on the yeah. podcast. So, so, anyways, the fans are already so, aware that you're evil, right? I so I guess yeah. for me, I'm kind of like Qui Gon Jinn, in that I'm in the moment when I watch shows. Yeah, like I'm watching Ahsoka. Yes, I have the context of Rebels and Clone Wars. Sure, but like I'm not interpreting it as if it's a standalone show. Like I feel like you're kind of looking at it as a standalone show. Like as a standalone show, it doesn't make sense unless you have all this other stuff. Actually, no. The reason it doesn't make sense to me is because of the backstory that I have of the two characters. Because we there was a gap. Right. Yeah. But, and and I and it doesn't and make I, sense to and me. And what I'm saying is if you look at it as a standalone, yes, we don't have that background story yet. But if you follow the story as a standalone story, we're getting clues to that. And I think and it's it's funny though because like I completely missed the comment about the Siege of Mandalore. Like I don't even remember him saying that. And so if we are getting clues, like I they're they're just little they're there and yeah. you'll miss them. They you are. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. That one that line was very kind of like the California saber in this episode. Okay, I still don't I I didn't well, We'll get there eventually because we've been in the first two minutes of the show and we're it's taken us an hour. So, based on that, we'll be here till tomorrow night, folks. So, Heck yeah, buckle up. But I think we've yes, we got it. You like beating this? That this this dead. Uh, I don't know what's the name of those long haired horses from episode nine, but jeez, we've beaten was... those. What? That was dark. Okay, we have the saying beat, beating yeah. a dead horse. Well, those are the Star Wars horses. Are those long-haired? Oh, ones that were like, what are they? They're riding on top of the ship. This is beautiful right I, here. I yeah, don't, it's not going to, it won't oh, focus. But Yeah, I, yeah, oh, yeah. you see the, the arm of. God, that shot. Which, is, which is very similar to the second Dooku episode when it's those red trees and the droids are in the trees and you just see the size of the droids. Ooh. Very reminiscent. Oh yeah. Um, I watched fake Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon react to that today. <laughs> next scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For what, next what, what, uh, 45 minute segment. Um, they're at the temple. Uh, Shin, Balin, and Morgan. Temple. I'm just kidding. Yes, they called it a temple. Um, so they go there. They're like, okay, we found them. We're going to move in, blah, blah, blah. Take them out. And Morgan's like, uh, they're, they're going to take out the troops. Like, it's not going to slow them down. And really quickly on this, I'm watching this as you're also describing it. So I have it fresh in my mind. Uh, at this point, Micaiah was like, is, is, all she, is all she's good for, Morgan, is all she good for just like standing around? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, to be fair, yeah, she hasn't really done anything other than that. Just, and then, and then the funny thing is, Drew, did you see that link for the Black Series pre-orders that I sent you? In okay, so they they have these Black Series figures coming out for all of these characters, and Morgan's character literally doesn't come with anything. It's just her. And then if you slide to the next image, it's her. They pose the action figure in a standing pose behind her back, and I'm like, see, that's 
at least at least give us the map. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's just it's just her standing like she normally anyways. I like I love her character though. I love the Night Sister vibe. It's just it was just funny. Yeah. So 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 Morgan's like they're gonna take care of the troopers like really easy. So Balan's like, all right, Shin, you go with Morak and to help slow him down or whatever, because they're about to upload the coordinates. Um, now, I made an error. What? Are, are, are we still on this moment, or are you moving on? Well, we are in this moment, but I was just going to give my misinterpretation of okay. something that was said. Yeah, but first, oh. and then I was just going to say, Balin is really good at he has a he has a lot of these where he's like someone asks him a question and he he provides a, a response that rephrase reframes it. So like Morgan goes, do I sense fear in your voice? And he goes, experience. And then the last episode, it was like, she was like, uh, something, it was the, the he's like, I, I hate that uh, Ahsoka will have to die. And she's like, do I sense remorse? And he's just like, no, just the truth. He has, and he yeah. does it with Ahsoka later. There's a, there's another one where it's like, boom, 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 three in a row. He's like really good at like Red taking Bob those things and flipping them. In the chat that, that he, that Balin feels like Dooku to him. Like, it gives him Dooku vibes. Yeah. And there is a little like, bit more light side than Dooku was, but... Oh, really? A little, I, little bit yes. less evil. I, I feel oh, like I that. Balin is just sitting on the edge waiting to... Yeah, he's not He's not fully committed to the dark no. side. Oh, yeah, because his saber's orange. It's not red. I, 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 well, I, no. I, he's I mean, almost there, but not enough. I don't even think... Okay, freaking that. Dooku killed Yaddle. Like... Facts. Balin has yet to kill... To kill Grogu's mom, we got a problem. All right, moving on. So my misinterpretation of what was said yes. was, so Balin tells Shin to go take care of the problem, like of Ahsoka and Sabine. Yeah. So that was what actually happened. Now, I thought he said that to Morgan, and Morgan's like, all right, I'm leaving. I thought Morgan was going to do some crazy witchcraft uh, stuff yeah. at some point. Sweet. So uh, the whole episode, I was waiting for her to do something crazy with magic and it didn't happen. And then with I realized magic with a K. Yep. And I didn't at the end of the episode. And I was like, okay, whatever. I, I, and then I rewatched it. And I'm like, Oh, Balin said that the shin, not Morgan. So I was kind of anticipating something the whole episode and it never happened, which was my fault. Oh. Anyway, yeah. Next scene, Hu Yang is fixing the ship outside, and Sabine is getting all mandoed up, and she was looking great, and she was looking for something that was on the other side of her line of sight, and she was panicking, and Ahsoka moved in like out of here. It's very, We're very good. symbolic. In what way? What, I mean, just the fact that Ahsoka has more experience and she can see things in a different light and can aid Sabine. I mean, it's a very, it's just very oh. thematic of like a master and apprentice relationship. Like, oh, right. And it, and, and so, I mean, it was great. It was a great moment. Like, Sabine has been away from battle for a little bit. Yeah. So she's a little bit more antsy. Yeah, she's been doing more... angsty teenager stuff on Lothal. Yeah. Like, writing as a 30 year old. Hey, don't. I see the, the pic, these are the same picture. The meme, like, just because she's gives me 30 angst. doesn't mean she's acting 30. 
Yeah. That is true. I know but. people that are in their 50s that literally wear stuff. Yeah, that'll, that'll preach. Anyway. saying. But, she, yeah, she was looking for her, her, um, what's it? Power pack. Power pack, yeah. Her ammo for her gun. Bang, bang, shoot, shoot. Right. So, they're getting ready inside. Goes back to Huyang. He turns the ship on, and then he's kind of turns to the tree line and is looking around. Oh, and did anybody jump scare? Did anybody jump a little bit? I did. No. Miles, I did. Miles did when we watched it earlier tonight. Yeah, that did, dude. That HK droid comes out of nowhere. Yeah. So, first of all, has Hu Yang always blinked? Because uh, this is episode was the first time I noticed that he, oh, he blinked. He, he's blinked in this show, yeah. I didn't notice until this episode. He has a few times in this show. Yeah. And his eyes have like, like they've squinted and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I never noticed that before. I was like, oh. this is interesting. I don't um, know if he did in the Clone Wars, but I know he has in the show like many of times. Yeah, interesting. Blink and you'll miss it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, thank you. Okay. So Hu Yang, he's doing, and he kind of turns away and then turns back, and we finally, after years of anticipation, got live action Rock'em Sock'em robots, and. It was great. I really thought this fight scene. Oh, it's, it was, was freaking brilliant. Like, and to I show still have really many great things to say had, about this episode. By the way, everyone, to show that he had last episode that he had multiple hands. Yeah, I I get really, out in this during a boxing scene. Yeah, yeah I really liked that we got some of the him fighting the uh, the pirates vibes from Clone Wars. Like he's still a really good fighter, and I'm really glad that we saw that. Yeah, so that was great. And then in the fight, he kind of hits one of the electrical lines, and power goes out. And Sabine's like, "He sucks." And Ahsoka's like, "He's not that bad. He's we gotta get out there." <laughs> I thought it was cool that they were just ready to go. Yeah. Also, forgot to mention that when Sabine was getting her gear together, her Mandalorian pistols. Yeah. Might, Practical look great. I always like yeah, them in them. animation. I didn't those, say it because I don't want to. If they if they make a black series of those, oh, maybe heard it here first, folks. Maybe not not a yes. I'd see how many zeros are on the end of that well, price tag, and maybe two. Out of all of the lightsabers, you're like, no, uh, I, I don't care about lightsabers. I don't care about lightsabers. Okay. I I I would second that though. When I saw that gun, I didn't want to say oh i really want her gun because i typically say that about a lot of star wars stuff but then when you said okay yes her guns look so dope and i want them i just want them to be functional if black series <laughs> I, you can actually put no, like, bullets in them and... like, yeah if you, well yes no because <laughs> i don't say that we're gonna get nerf is gonna do one the same way they uh, did no. mandalorian rifle and that one sucked because because it's functional they have to make it orange tips right by law and it's dumb but that's not dumb it's well it's dumb very or if you want to put them on your wall it doesn't look like i'm saying if i don't want them to be functional i just want them to be able to move but i don't want it to be functional okay cool so sabine is like a jump out there and they are a great duo. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is 
fantastic. I Those watched this clip earlier in the day because they know, released the, they released clips. Yeah, I was like, yo, this is sick. They just work very well together. It was just it felt like, um, like. Anakin and Rex or Ahsoka and Rex. Yeah. They just, yeah. they knew how to move next to each other and not like get in each other's way. They worked together. They teamed up and it was just like, it was, that was the last like three seconds of that fight are just. Yeah. S tier. And like she has her lightsaber in the guy moves the other guy. Yeah. And then Sabine ropes the guy. She, she cuts him. Pulls oh. a dude to get shot. In the yeah. Back punch. That's so sick, sick, dude. Yeah, and I really liked how Sabine was just blocking all the blasts with her, yeah, her best car. Yep. And when that happened, Ahsoka knew I, I got to help her, and that's when she threw the guy in front of the bolts. Um, but it was just kind of like I was just thinking, and we get uh, kind of told this by Hu Yang a few seconds later, but it's like they've worked together in the past, and they were a good duo in the past, and that gave me hope. Yep. That like they're going to rebellions are built on. Yes. Uh, but that they were going to, the relationship is going to be mended so well moving forward in the show that their great partnership is going to like be amazing later on in the episode, uh, season and at future seasons of Mando, maybe, or the Thrawn movie, whatever, like when we see them together, I think it's going to be a well-oiled machine. I will say that Ahsoka is not as sassy as Sabine when they do the, when they leave. Sabine is just the sassy one. Oh. Ahsoka wasn't as sassy. So, like, conflict-wise, Ahsoka, she was just smiling. Her it classic, little, her classic little, smile. Huh? It was a little sassy smile, though. No, no, it was, it was it, just it's, much it's more. It's Ahsoka's Sabine. smirk that she does. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. just her thing, like... But, yeah, so then after the fight, Hu Yang is like, you guys always work the best together, in my opinion. Like, it wasn't, yeah. like, he humanized it by saying opinion. Like, not in my observation or my, my whatever. Like, he's, like, my opinion. Like, his personal interpretation was, like, they work better together. And, like, so do one thing for me, stay together. And they're, like, okay, fine, whatever. Like, this kind of jabbing at him. Um, but... So they go off to go to the temple and then jumps to the New Republic fleet and Hera and Jason and Chopper. And Hera's like, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> I'm going to see Toast. I don't need Mon Mothma's permission. And so it was interesting, though, that she brought Jason like on this mission where she knows yeah, I was, crap is going down. Like, yeah, I was really interested about that. I mean, like, I didn't, I didn't mind it, but I was like, he, he they're going into oh, the war zone. Jeremiah, <laughs> you said that last time that, like, last week that you didn't think we we're gonna see Jason anymore. Yeah, I, I didn't think. I thought we were just get one little all right nod. Like, here's a little mm-hmm. guy, but I guess he's gonna be a, a regular moving forward, maybe. Mm-hmm. Unless in this episode he. Get put on a Uber and sent back to the New Republic fleet. Like, all right, we're going off to war. You got to go back to. Well, now that they school. know that they're literally flying into a different place, she might have more leverage. Oh, interesting. That's a very interesting observation to view twist. 
She brought Jason because she's leaving the New Republic for good. Hot take. Interesting. I don't, I think I don't disagree. Brought, okay, that's interesting, but she brought the X-Wings with her, which I don't think she would leave with yeah. people not knowing she's leaving. I think she brought so, Jason. No, they're all dead except for Carson. But. Yeah, <laughs> which I love seeing him. Yes. I, yeah. that was a, I, that was I, I think she brought Jason because she didn't want Jason to... If she ended up having to go to a different galaxy... She didn't want her child to be somewhere where she wasn't. And we, who knows how long it's going to take to get to a different galaxy and get back. So if there is a potential of her going there. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. As a mom, you don't want to leave your child. They have a, they have what, nine massive hyperdrives? Yeah, there's no way they, there's, the ghost can't make that. Well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, like, I wonder how long it's going to take them to get to the other galaxy. Because, I mean, you have nine hyperdrives, but still, like, that's a long distance. Because yeah, we, we, we read in the Thrawn books all the time, like, they'll be in hyperspace for freaking hours at a time or days, even, depending on how far they have to go. So. Right. And that's, you know, and that's crappy chis ascendancy stuff. Like, it's not as fast as hyperdrive. And they said the last episode that the speeds that this thing can go on is like insane and you can see in this episode how fast it goes yeah that's true like so it is faster than you would normally a fast drive would do but I, I just also think they have seven because i don't think the distance with one would get them there well no oh, right well, yeah. i don't the the ghost can't get there right so That's why there's space whales. Like I don't want to make or full star yeah. whales. Sorry, I guess the star whales can drag them. Star whale? What? Last episode, Hu space- Yang was like, they're officially called star or star whales called Pergil. It doesn't matter. It's a space whale. <laughs> yes, you're right. In my heart. But yeah. Yep. Like I don't think they can make the jump without their help. And but I also think I don't think I think she's gonna go back to the New Republic, report it. And then they're gonna figure out how to get there themselves, or just wait for Thrawn to come back. Or she's gonna try and land and get Huyang, and then a space whale is gonna grab her. Or that. Ah cool. man, this scene is just so. But so, I, also, so I don't good. know if Hera's gonna go. The whole, the also, whole, why just like Zeb. That's a good question. Well, Zeb was doing his own thing. He'll, he'll, he'll be here. Zeb He's gonna hear that Sabine all. was taken. He's gonna Hera's gonna ask for help. Zeb's gonna jump. Zeb on was board. at the bar with this guy. Okay, yeah. if that happens, this is really gonna be Rebel season five. Like, and then this isn't Ahsoka anymore. And then <laughs> Zeb's gonna be like, quick, and he's gonna run down the street, knock on a door, and it's gonna be eighty-five-year-old Rex that opens the door. Oh Hera need Hera and Ahsoka to be near help. All right, sir. What do you need? I was. I did. I. That's actually pretty good. I was kind of surprised at how good I could do that. That was like a solid seven and a half out of ten. Um, but I did the math, and yeah, that was the other thing too. He's it's actually CG. eighty-four years old, I think. About oh. about now, eighty-four, eighty-five. So, you know, I think because it costs that much, like we have to reuse, we have to recycle this uh, CGI. I will say this whole scene of 
them leaving from the view of the cockpit and then the ghosts flying out into space and like this whole thing is just it's oh yeah when we saw I'll, the I'll never... live action for like not the first time but like up close for the first time yeah i was pretty pumped yeah this looks really this looks really good goodness You're talking about when they leave the fleet mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, i'll never get sick of people entering hyperspace and then exiting i'll never yeah. get i'll never yeah get tired of it you know what I also will never get sick of? <laughs> yeah. What's that, Drew? I'll never get sick of coffee. Andrew, will he get sick of coffee? Never. Till the day I die. Well, I've never had a cup of coffee. And if you want to know why, listen to last week's episode when Lucy's mom sent in a voicemail and asked me why I've never had a cup of coffee. And I have a deep conversation with Drew yeah, on that. Yeah, pretty long, actually. It was actually a long discussion. Almost longer than um, how 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 come you guys had that without me? Because no one asked a question, and you didn't want to come on last week. Yeah, I have time. Okay, we asked you to come on, mm-hmm. and you didn't come on. You only have yourself to blame, and life circumstances that you have no control over. So, um, but go. That being said, and then voice your opinion next time you're on. That being said, if you love coffee just as much as Drew and Andrew. We got a deal for you. Our sponsor for today is Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. And listen to this little commercial to see how you can get a discount on some great coffee. Hey everyone, Andrew here. I'm pleased to tell you that the sponsor of today's episode is Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. If you don't know anything about Wesley Andrews, you definitely should. They're an award-winning coffee roaster and shop in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they make fantastic coffee. The awesome thing is that whether you live in the Twin Cities or not, you can get their coffee beans delivered straight to your door by ordering them online. They even have a subscription service that ensures you never run out of amazing coffee. If you've been looking for some new coffee to try or a way to elevate your normal coffee routine, now's your chance. Head over to wesleyandrews.cc, use the code Empire Radio. that's with a capital E and a capital R with no space at checkout, to get 15% off your first purchase of any bags of coffee or a coffee subscription. I can't think of a better deal. Get 15% off some great coffee, support a small business, and support your favorite Star Wars podcast. In the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. Do it. Do it. All right, cool, cool. So... Hera and the team, they are on their way to Citos, and it goes to uh, Citos. And <laughs> um, Did you, we're just going to gloss over how Jason gets to pull yes. the hybrid. Okay. That's fine. That was cute. It's just pulling a thing down. It's not like. Yeah, it's freaking cute, though. It's cute. Anyways. It would have been cooler if you used a force. The classic Star Wars circular wipe transition, too. Oh, I cannot. In any other genre, that transition would be training him to be a Jedi. To be awesome. What? Yep. Some huh? two different things just happened. I don't know. But anyway, we're moving on. So, the hyperspace ring is in the atmosphere of Cetos. Yep. Which just looked cool. Yeah, it looks great. Freak yeah, this whole episode looks phenomenal. And so, she does her little the flame. The flame thing, the magic thing. Oh, let's, yeah. get, let's get this started. Oh, yeah. And so she does the magic flame. The map turns on, tilts, shoots a line, 
and then it's they're transmitting the coordinates to this thing. And so Balin is like, hey, are you sure this is right? Because if you're slightly off, we're going to be lost in the void. And so that would be terrible if you realize that you're lost in the void. There's no way to get out. So, yep. Um, you got to avoid that. Oh. That was actually pretty good. <laughs> that, was, that was actually pretty good. good I love job. how she's like, have faith. And he's like, faith? I lost that a long time ago. That was another yeah. one. That was a. Yeah, dude. He, dude. He's. It's like that. His lines are crisp. For like, yeah. It's the depressing version. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Then it jumps to Ahsoka and Sabine run through the woods, and they get stopped by Shin and. Mark Ghost. So. Yep. So now at this point, it jumps back and forth between each pairing and so we're going to kind of do what we do with Andor where we're going to just discuss one story of that and then go to another story. So we'll start with Shin and Sabine uh, just because that's the smaller scene. So the two pairs meet and Shin runs and Sabine chases after her, which now that being said, I'll take him now. We'll take him now. Attica, no. Uh, this is the whole thing. It's the whole thing again. Kind of. But to be yeah, fair, yeah, but, yeah. to be fair, like, it kind of looks like, oh, they run off and they're like a mile apart from each other, but they're in eyesight of each other going. So it's like. They they should have stayed together. You know what would have been really freaking cool? If they had actually stayed together and they would have done what they did with the henchmen, but just against Shin and Merrick. How sick would that fight have been back the whole time? I Come I, on. I agree, yes and no, but I also think that the two have never fought this kind of enemy together before. Well, I mean, that. tactically it makes sense, but that's fine. So I, I, I there's arguments on your side, but they're still close enough. They saw they were eyesight. Yeah, but as soon as they separated that much, we knew that they weren't listening. To be fair, it was. At the end of everything, like when once Morak is killed, Ahsoka or, is the one who runs away. Well, yeah. So she's the one that leaves, not Sabine. So keep That's that in true. mind. Don't. Oh no, I'm not hating on Sabine this whole episode, and that was I'm not saying Ahsoka's it's Sabine. Problem. I'm saying it's both. Of them. Yeah, I mean Ahsoka's a terrible person anyway. Whoa. So. There you go. Jeremiah wanted me to hate on Ahsoka, so I didn't say that. <laughs> um, so they're fighting. I thought there was some cool, both choreography of these fights are great, but the Shin and Sabine stuff was really fun because first it started with like Blaster versus Saber, and then it was Saber versus Saber. So she got her Saber out so fast. Dude, I'm telling you, y'all yeah. Hayden and think that, that whatever that girl's name is, Shin was towing with Sabine. Sabine was holding herself for a long time. There was literally there was literally a part where I paused and looked at Mikhail and I was like, I'm honestly really surprised Sabine has lasted this long. Like a long time. Yeah, like I don't I don't think I I think Shin is very unbalanced. I think no, she has yeah, inner yeah. conflict. And so like if she was more focused, oh I, I think I think immediately. That she has a very unbalanced as when later on Ahsoka handles her in five seconds. Like, 
we know that she's this rage. Right. But I also think Sabine is still better than we give her credit for. Oh, me too. Oh, no. She's a great warrior. I think she's a champion's boss. So I think... So either way, whatever. So the fighting is great. I love throughout these two fight scenes that they're just cutting trees over. Like, it's just... Oh, that's so cool. I just like when... Things get cut in half. It grounds it. Yeah. It grounds yeah. it more in reality when you see the collateral destruction. And you can see, like, the burn when the tree got cut in half, too. Like, it wasn't, like, yeah. a, a fast thing, too. Like, you could slowly see the tree, like, just fall over. It was here is Here is my question. I have a question. At what... We, we don't see Ahsoka's second saber for the rest of this episode. I think she was that confident. So, so it at the end of the episode when she grabs the map. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. No, her hands messed up. No, no, yeah. So that's but the point is, in order for her to fight Balin, she has to have dual strength in one saber. She would not. She would get killed instantly if she had two sabers oh. against Balin. She was too weak because she couldn't. Balin is too when, strong. When when her hand burned and she could only use one saber in her hand. That's when she was being pushed back, pushed back, losing mm-hmm. the balance very easily because she didn't have the strength to push back against his strength. I, I agree with that now. And so she yeah. focused on sure. one saber because she knew that she had to use dual strength to push back on what he would do. Sure. Yeah, yeah but like there are there are fighting styles that you use your enemy's momentum against them and, and they're literally uh, built for... Right, but... So like you, if you have two... This is also lightsaber and the force and stuff. So it's not... Which is all the more reason why she might not need two hands the whole time. Like I, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. I completely agree. Like I get it. But also, like as skilled as Ahsoka is at sword fighting, like even with the fight with Merrick, well, the like, Merrick, I, he I has two. Merrick was. You see this? This is the blades. So, so one blade that is very impractical and the well, worst. Well, no, I'm just saying she could have ended the fight much more quickly. I think I think she was towing with Merrick a little bit. By no, I, she wasn't. I, I think she oh, was just was trying good. to get the timing down and like understand his fighting. Because before, when she was fighting him, it was with an HK droid also. Mm-hmm. But this, since this was one-on-one, she had to do a little bit of learning at first to see what his techniques were. And then when he turned the spinny blade thing on, she's like, all right, I got this. But... We're still, we're not going on that fight. Oh, we're there yet. We're still on Sabine and Shin. Oh. So they're fighting. So once Soka runs off, they're still fighting. Shin knocks out Sabine's saber out of her hand and starts pushing her back, and Sabine's blocking with her Beskar. Um, and Sabine gets pushed down or falls down or whatever, and she tries a force push. Shin thinks she has the force at this point and turns because she thinks she's getting force pushed and she doesn't. And that's when she realized you have no power. And I thought that was the funniest moment in this episode. When I laughed when oh, Sabine see, got her. She's like, got her, got her. She Because she, she spun around, like turned around. See, I thought, so like, you're right. The way you predict that was right. I thought she actually pushed her but wasn't strong enough. And that's why she said that. Right, but yeah, I think I, she I, actually did get her. At least when I first saw it, I thought she actually did push her, but it was so yeah, weak that it was nothing. It was just like a. Yeah, I I think that if 
it was an actual force push, Sabine would have like freaked out. Like, oh, I finally did it! Like, type of thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I, I just thought it was great how at this point, Shin thinks that Sabine is Force-sensitive. When she does the Force-push move, she turns away to get hit, and nothing happens. So, if if that is the case, and she didn't do it, does that just show you how bad Sabine is with lightsaber dueling, then? Because if she was that scared of her thinking that she had the Force in her, and Sabine was still... Well, I think the first thing you learn when you're pad one is how to force push and force pull. So it's like, that doesn't mean that you're good with anything. It's just like, oh, the first thing you learn is, ha! And she well, can't No, the it. first thing you learn is the Jedi Code. <laughs> I'm just saying... There's no emotion, there's peace. I don't know, because remember, remember in... Uh, I think it was the second High Republic book that we read. Like the one guy yeah, was like, well, in, "I read Rise of the Red Blade." He, he was in charge of the the, the uh, Padawan toddlers. He's like, "There's nothing t- more terrible than a room full of sorcerer kids that can move things with their mind." Like, so they're before they're able to understand a code, they're able to like throw toys across the room and. True. I mean, that's like the first thing they do. But yeah, and we even in Clone Wars when there's that. There's, Sheev is trying to steal babies. There's, they come across that with a Rodian that's like an infant, and he's just moving a toy around in the air. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway. I, I, I just think it's it more shows that Shin is not as good at fighting handicap. She, she has a lot of go- what you were saying. Like, she's pretty unbalanced, and she right. is a Padawan. And we don't know how old. Or how long she's been like a like was she from a child really like she was she found like five years ago and she's yeah. still who knows so but anyway I thought that was great just the the fear that she had of Sabine and it wasn't I thought it was gonna sense. wake awaken in her and I was like oh here we go <laughs> and it didn't so it's okay yeah and so then Andrew would have raised quit at that point. So, but then she get a call to like go back to the temple or something, and she. Ah, uh, uh, no. Why did she leave? I forget why. Well, because S- Sabine uh, does a little wrist rocket thingies. Oh, that's right. You have no power. And then she and she, she drops her lightsaber, and then she's like, wrist. She doesn't have her lightsaber at this point. Correct. No, 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 no. Shin drops well, her lightsaber. Shin does. She gets thrown yeah. back. And yeah, when when the away. the wrist rockets hit her wrist. Oh yeah, yeah. And she drops her yeah. lightsaber, and then she's like, ha, "Ninja bomb!" And then she leaves. Mm-hmm. She just runs, which is kind of oh. weird. Yeah. Maybe she was more worried about Ahsoka. I don't know. Well, like, I, why did she I, kill her in that moment? Plot armor, bro. Plot armor. I don't know, but I thought the whole magic poof thing was funny, just because it's like, oh, there's a witch doing magic and she does like the, the magician, like yeah. poof. And then she's gone. Like, I was like, that's kind of funny. I think that was intentional to be kind of like a little subtle magic joke, but I could be wrong. So that's that story. Now let's jump to the Ahsoka versus Morak and then Ahsoka continue on. So they're fighting. I thought it was great. What? It's great. 
the is the Inquisitor lightsabers are so stupid, and that and, the, and that's that was shown here. Dave yeah, yeah, Filoni no, 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 was no. like, no, 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 no. I get it. Like I, I am glad that the fight went the way it did. It, it, but like even reading, um, I was talking with Devu Twist mentioned uh, Iscat from Rise of the Red Blade, and, and of course it's the book that it's canon, by the way. So there you go that takes you inside to the like inquisitorious and how they were recruited and stuff and it even she like at one point she's like this is this is superior and it's got this all these cool features and stuff and blah blah, blah. i'm like i have never seen an inquisitor and been like that is a tactical advantage good job yeah like a a, a lightsaber staff like malls yes it does it have does it have obvious weaknesses you know poked yes. at by obi-wan kenobi yes but like that makes sense when you got to but it's like the little thing with this. Mark was doing all this stuff, and I was like, "Dude, this is about to be over so fast. Mm-hmm. This is this is gonna be done." I think I think everyone understands the goofiness of the. Jeremiah said, "You need let's let's keep going. Let's Stop, keep Andrew. Going. Oh, Stop Andrew." Oh, it's awesome. so sad though. It's not <laughs> our prediction. Oh, so our prediction. Well, they're fighting. I was fighting. Predicting. Then Morak was like. I can't. I'm. Oh losing. wait, really quickly before we move on, there was this really sick shot between Shin and Sabine, where Sabine had dropped her lightsaber and Shin strikes at her, and Sabine like she jumps backwards. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I just saw it. She jumps backwards, almost like completely parallel Matrix. with the ground to miss the strike. Oh and, yeah, and lands on her back. It was, it was the first, the first uh, tree cut that we saw. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I sick. remember that. Um, so Morak is like, all right, I'm gonna lose this, so I'm gonna overpower her by putting my uh, spinny blade on turbo mode. Like it kept, you could hear it getting faster and faster and faster. And Ahsoka, she is her saber above her head at this moment, or yeah, is it? She's, yeah, she's, she, she's, she's just like holding, this. and she's just she's just watching time. And we find out it's about timing why she's what she's doing. But she's just kind of like, I'm not scared of this, like. This is a, such a stupid thing. Like, why do you think that I'm intimidated by this? This is like how I just see, read her expression. And then from a distance, you see. I I, I like when there's like wide shots of saber fights because then it's like you can't hide anything in cuts. Yeah. And so it's wide shot, far back, and you see Morak go at her, and she just goes through it and cuts him. Like her timing, the yeah. spinny blade. She just times it perfectly and cuts him through the chest. And I was shocked by that. But then the big shocker was... Fart Cloud. He was Puff the Magic Inquisitor. Like, what the heck has happened? He's, all the green uh, magic comes up. So the question is, one, was it a reanimated body? Or was it just magic? The straight magic I and there's no body? I don't know if we're ever going to know. I think it was just magic. But there's the meme... I posted it last week in the Discord or whatever, but like it's just of Dave Filoni holding a thing, yeah, like a board, and it's like your Morak theory sucks. <laughs> Lol. Like it's, and I'm like, I feel like this whole Morak thing. Oh, I know was why. A total troll of the fans. Like they're gonna, who is this guy? They're gonna be thousands and thousands of videos on YouTube with their predictions, and Dave Filoni is like, no, it's just a puff of magic. I know exactly why Shin runs away. Okay. Because chronologically, her and Sabine are still fighting. That moment with the wrist rockets doesn't happen until after Sabine says, go, run. 
So Shin is like, I've got to get to Ahsoka before she gets to the temple. Well, cause you see, they see them. Who more says on. go run? So, so they, they see Ahsoka hit Morak and he puffs and they, yeah. and, and her and Sabine are both like, what? Yeah. And then Sabine should have just tried to strike her then and there, but they both stay still. <laughs> and then Sabine's like, go get the map. And, uh, yeah. you can see on Shin's face, Shin's like, oh, cause she like looks at Sabine and she's like, ah, ah. Uh, no, no, you know, and then the second Shin gets yeah. an opportunity to leave, when she realizes Sabine really isn't a threat anymore, she leaves to okay. try to to yeah. try to run after Ahsoka. I mean, that's okay. very yeah. much what I know. Yeah. So, I thought it was great how I feel like Dave trolled the fans. Yeah. Just for fun. We'll probably never know. I, if I, I ever meet him, I want to ask him, did you do that just to mess with the fandom for yeah. months and months? <laughs> Um, Dude, because there was videos that it was what's his name from Star Killer. It was people were thinking. I still don't understand why people think it was still going into this episode. People thought it was Barris. Like uh, that was like the most ridiculous. I'd be less surprised if it was Darth Jar Jar than if it was Barris. <laughs> oh god, okay. been dope. no, no. But it was like, and people even thought it was uh, what's his name from Jedi Fallen Order too. Cal Kestis. People thought it was Cal Kestis. <laughs> Dude, that would have come out of left field and people would have been like, what the heck is going on? I haven't played the second game yet, so I don't know if it's plausible or... I haven't played either, <clears throat> so... But <clears throat> there's that. So at this time, the whole Sabine Shin stuff is happening, like the tail end of that. Ahsoka's at the temple and she... I love how they very very craftily set up the stakes of this whole thing because they keep cutting back to shots of the coordinates being fulfilled like a clock. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, this, this very much feels like a video game boss fight mechanic. Like it's, it's yeah. a way to, it's, it's a way to portray the urgency oh, without so someone going five time. minutes left. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, right. it was like, Oh, we're, yeah. we're only at six o'clock right now. We still have to get yeah. to 12. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, bro, let's get some better Wi-Fi or something because this is going so like plug that Ethernet cord in and make it go faster. Well, but, it's old magic. No, it's, they were using computers. No, I'm saying like, well, that's true. Which, by the way, they had to have been stupidly advanced navigational computers too. Just not fast. To take, huh? They just weren't fast. Yeah. But they were impressive nonetheless. So, Ahsoka arrives at the temple and is looking for if anyone's there, and Balin's just sitting. And he's like, Anakin spoke highly of you. And she's like, funny, he never mentioned you. Like, who yeah. are you? <laughs> type of thing. I thought it was a great comeback that she had for that as little. But then his response is really good. Which... Something was a little off in the chronology of what he said, because he talks about how he turned into Vader, and he's yeah. like, "Is that why you left him?" But she left before he was Vader. Yeah, but he doesn't know. Okay, yeah, so this is like this is know. someone who is talking from an outside outside perspective who has the big idea of what happened, but doesn't know the details. Mm -hmm. So he he knows she left. He knows he's Vader. But he doesn't know the timeline because, like, he wasn't he wasn't there. I feel like Ahsoka's trial 
there was is so no... well known to the Jedi of what happened. I don't know though. If he was off fighting the war, or if he already well, no, because he left during Order Sixty. Well, we don't know when he left. He was. I'm pretty sure he was in fighting in the Clone Wars and survived Order so, Sixty Six. Right, because so he he would have been. I'm guessing around Anakin's age. There, like, there is no way with Dave at the helm of this that that mistake would have been made. But, right, so that's why I was confused. Like, what was? Well, the biggest mistake is that no one should know that Anakin is Darth Vader, and apparently everyone in the galaxy knows that. Well, well, no, I, I, th- I think no. I think post the war everyone knew. Yeah. Oh, true. That's fair. Because isn't was it is Micaiah's favorite book about Leia? Is that a canon one or is that an easy yeah one? bloodlines? Yeah, yeah. Is it in there? Like, people, oh yeah, people it's, don't people find out that that, that Leia uh, was Vader's was kid, and so all kid, that information yeah. is oh true, true, true. On the interwebs, yeah. on the they do- they doxed Vader hard. So, so, so I don't know. I, I when I heard that, I was just a little confused. Like. Is Balin not know all the details, or what's? How does he? But I just thought it was a little confusing. But yes, he was taking jabs at like. It was. It was such a. It was such a masterful. Like in that moment, they were like kind of verbally sparring. He's like, Anakin spoke highly of you. That that's like the that's the first jab. Like (laughs) bringing up your old master, and she's like, funny, he didn't mention you. Boom, there's my blow, and then he's like. Everyone knew Anakin, but very few would see what he was he would to be become. And like, boom! Yeah. It, like, it's just it. The dialogue is so good. Right. It's so good. Balin is the best. But the view did make a good point, huh? In the chat, that it also seems like he can. He's his force sensitive is like he can read thoughts. Yeah, he's very good at that, and I think his information on Sabine when he's talking about. Oh, you think he got that all from her in in the moment? Yeah, that's what I was. He's always really good at that. So I think the view twist is correct on that. Um, So Ahsoka is just like, I'm not here to discuss about my past, and so this is where the classic walk in a circle, looking at each other, and are reading each other, probably reading each other in the forest, trying to come up with their feelings and thoughts and all that jazz and he's such a good actor and they're just changing stances over and over again and as a super intense like the music was going i was like what what i was like who's gonna make the first move and it was ahsoka she made the first move which uh it was it was really interesting because there's a moment. Oh yeah 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 yeah. It's, so this was this is another one. She was like, "I'm not here to discuss my past," and he's like, "I'm here to secure my future." And Ahsoka goes ambitious, and he goes his response. Um, she says ambitious, and he says necessary. And he just, he's so freaking good at that. Yeah, just like doing the turning things around like that. Oh. And then there's a moment where he's like, uh, what is, is he's like, it's the same thing as like a pity or something. She like draw, she ignites her lightsaber. Oh no. She pulls her lightsaber out and he's like, how inevitable. Oh, it's so, it's so, it's so good. We got, we got Thanos it, over here. Oh, I love it. <laughs> um, so yeah. So this whole scene was 
great. Just the build up to them fighting and then the fighting itself was really great. Yep. I really enjoyed it. So the California Saber thing. Okay, before we get there, we gotta stop. Okay, what do we do? Um I, I thought it was very interesting how this was so more so I feel like in the prequels and even in the sequels definitely in the original trilogy because there wasn't really established lightsaber forms but like i feel like even through clone wars and stuff it was just kind of like you could see slight differences when someone was more aggressive but it was really just like spinny sabers and stuff this is one of the first times where i feel like we've gotten a really really valid like just stark look at two very distinctly different lightsaber styles and how each one of them combats the other, right? So, like, Ahsoka is super, like, very samurai kenjutsu. Like, everything that... She, the, the stances that she uh, she has at the beginning of this fight are, like, straight some of the basic forms in kenjutsu, like, hand, like easily. And then Balin is, like, super European, like, almost like a longsword type deal. And even in the way that they... The, throughout the entire fight, it's just mind-blowingly cool to see how they, instead of it becoming like this flurry of sabers and just kind of doing the fight because it needs to be done, throughout the entire thing, they very distinctly keep their styles very clearly defined. Like, Balin is more rigid, but he's way more powerful. And Ahsoka has to counteract that. And it's like you, this is one of the first lightsaber fights that like you see that story you see the story with another added layer of depth play out in real time while you're watching the fight. It's which one of, my, fa- it, which it's one of my favorite lightsaber duels ever. Which is more meaningful to you because you know these details. Yeah. Whereas for yeah. me, like, obviously I knew they were doing, there were, there were, like, the one where she has her saber down, pointing down behind her. Like I that, recognize that as like a that Japanese is, thing. That's like, hands down a kinjutsu. Like I've stance. seen that before. So like I knew yeah. she was doing something like that. I knew he was doing I just don't know how to interpret yeah. it. So Yeah, I this is this is very easily like one of my favorite lightsaber duels by a, a landslide. It and, and the reason is like the, my other one obviously is the the Kenobi Malwin from Rebels. Right. Because it shows that same level of skill and depth. Like these are in in this, like I just saw a clip of the fight between Anakin and Dooku from Attack of the Clones. It's impressive. It's fast. But it's just like a... I mean, they're spinning, and it's a good trick. But they're doing... I mean, it's just... Bah, 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 bah. And they're, they're, it's just like this one kind of flurry. But this is like two really well-established swordsmen, swords people. And they know what they do. They know how to do it super well. And then you see them take that and adapt it to fight to overcome the challenges that the other ones bring like it's just it's it's poetic it rhymes it's a george lucas quote right but anyways i just i could geek i could geek out over this fight for a very long time but it's right easily top three lightsaber duels for me and i would there's uh at least one i think there's a couple like swords experts on youtube that like break down like sword fighting in movies and they'll do lightsaber duel breakdowns. Yeah. It'd be yeah. cool to see them break down this fight. Oh, the, the videos are coming. 
Yeah, hundred percent. If they're yeah. not already out, they they they. Well, it's gonna take time for them, and yeah. it's only been out twenty four hours. But it'll be cool to see what they have to say. Um, but but anyway. really, I was, I will say that the thing with Merrick was very because the thing that people don't understand about samurai fighting styles is like the duels weren't prolonged. It wasn't this like anime like ba 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 separate ba ba. It was like. You might have three or four swings, and someone and one of the one of the people's dead. Yeah, yeah. But just so like, like just like the mall Obi Wan fight. Right, 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 right. And so that three was hits even, and that was it. Yeah. So even even that, it you can very clearly see like the the Japanese influences in Ahsoka style, and I just oh, it's so cool. Yep. See, everyone, I didn't hate it. Anyways, <laughs> so the California saber thing. So there's okay, a moment yeah. where yeah, there. Let me let me see you, this. Did you look it up at all at all yet? I'm literally watching it on Disney Plus on my phone. So, so. It, it's gonna be you're not gonna notice unless you have the the audio. I don't think. But there's a scene where they're locked, and then he pushes back. And they're there's locked. A, like they're like they're, I don't know which. This is no. Well, no, 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 no. Like well, I, when the blades are just touching each other and they're just yeah, they're locked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then he pushes like a quick push like he kind of punches with his lightsaber like forward and yeah. it gets louder and it looks like his blade gets wider it's like he turned up the heat on his oh, thing this fight is so freaking good. like the blade gets bigger like it's more like like he has a connection with this oh that spin move that he does mm-hmm. are you listening to anything I'm yes, yes 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 just getting to the part okay. that you're talking about and it looks like the blade gets bigger slash wider like it more like strong like something with his connection to the Kyber crystal makes the blade stronger or bigger or something. And that's when like he's fighting better, I think. So like something happens where the saber gets bigger, it looks like. Like I mean I'm I'm looking And it's hard to miss. Like when I first saw it, like like it was like a weird sound, like the like the saber got louder, like he activated it a second time or something. Like I don't know. So This is before I mean, she grabs the map or after? This is, this is towards the beginning. Like, oh, tw- oh, shoot! I've definitely, I definitely missed. It's it like there. in those first, like where, when he says something like "you're sloppy," like your master or something like that, around that part. Um, I'm trying to watch it too, and I. And I guess if you don't have the audio, you might not be able to because the sound. I remember the sound was very like it blade, like it ignited a second time and got a little bit wider of a blade it's kind of hard to know i might be interesting in my i'm i'm watching it now and i'm I'm trying to see so i don't know i thought it was interesting if it's a thing maybe i'm just misreading it i don't know maybe it's your tv it looks bigger on your yeah you gotta watch it in 4k to to notice it but what how big is your tv it's only 55 oh is it really kind of kind of small but it's fancy so I like that. I think that'd be a cool thing to introduce to like. Uh, yeah, see, it doesn't get bigger for me at all. Like, what, like wider a little bit or louder? Something is different. I feel like he did something to his saber slash blade where it made himself in his connection with the saber stronger or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you have to do it later when you're. Not maybe you're reading to into me. it. Like I said, yeah. <laughs> but. Gakman820 says kind of like the ninth Jedi episode of Visions where like you can like 
connect with the blade and the more you're connected with the more stronger the blade is so wait 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 are so you talking about when he when they lock and then he pushes back yeah i i think that that is the motion blur from the lightsaber yeah after i just watched it too jeremiah maybe i mean I, like it, it 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 might be it might be thicker it I might be tv yeah it might be your fancy fancy schmancy Hey, mine mine's a year old now. It's out of it's out of. It's, it's oh, old, you're one of those old. guys, huh? I didn't know Jeremiah was one of those guys. He's no, that doesn't mean I'm gonna upgrade. I'm gonna have hopefully I'll have this TV for 15 years, like I had my your last one. Well, actually, it was only like wow. 12 years or something. But hey, that's anywho, anywho. So I don't know. Long. We'll never know. Maybe I'm just reading into this whole saber thing. It just seems like after he did that, he was more. Like he was stronger in his pushback because I felt like he was. Maybe he was just pulling on the force more. Maybe because like I felt like he was at least a, a little bit, not like overwhelmed by her, but like surprised at how well she was bending off. And she's like, "All right, I got, yeah, 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 I got to turn the California saber on to get this done." And it seemed like he was doing better after that. I don't know. I guess I might be reading into it, but we'll see. So. Then the rest of the fight continues, and it's Ahsoka just trying to get closer and closer to the map. We got to talk about the jump. We got to talk about cartwheel. it. Cartwheel? The freaking cartwheel. When she cartwheels out of the way of his oh, his slash. So, it, so she So she, he throws the rock, right? Which was pretty cool. When she oh, yeah, when she cuts it in half, that was cool. Yeah. Where? Yeah, yeah. So so she she starts going towards the map. He throws the rock. She cuts it. They're fighting a little bit. She's trying to get through, and then he swings, and she freaking cartwheels out of the way. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so cool. So beautiful. Which I think she yeah. does a lot. Like she did that with the mall fight on Mandalore. Yeah. She does like all those multiple Well, yeah, but to whatever. see a live action, though? I, I get it. I'm just saying. And then he just it's a yeets classic, her. He just yeets her. It's a classic Ahsoka thing to do those flips out of the way and cartwheels out of the way. It is cool. interesting that the Shin and Sabine fight is still going during this point. Right. Yeah. So that, that's why we separated them, just because trying yeah. to navigate going back and forth would be yeah, yeah, yeah. lame. So, yeah. And so then, how does she, I'm trying to remember, how does she, she kick, like, kicks Balin down, like, drop kicks him or something, and he gets falls down. Right, hold, and on, then, hold on, hold on, hold on. So she, she does, the, okay, so she does, he slashes. She she blocks his saber. Has to put her leg up. She does the leg thingy on the pillar, and then she like triple kicks him. So it's like uh, they're talking and they're locked up. She pushes back, kicks one, kicks twice, kicks three oh, yeah. times. The third kick was a jump kick, like a side kick. Yeah, like a jump side kick. And then that's when she gets up there and she grabs and she her hand gets crispy. I don't understand why she just didn't cut Just it. freaking use her lightsaber. Just yeah. Because she wanted it to get to, to Ezra first. Like good she isn't good. She had an opportunity Jeremiah. to use it there for herself to get away. There you are, Jeremiah. Yeah, but how would she do yeah. that without the hyperspace ring and the coordinates? She'll I, figure it out. She's a uh, Jedi. She'll kill them all. She'll kill Balin, then she'll go and capture the witch again. She's done it before, and then she takes her ship. And she goes over there, she uploads it herself because 
She's not biased. And then she, she goes just go it. hang out with Luke. But hey, can you figure this out for me? Here's the thing, though. She was just like, I she actually, was just like, I, yeah, wait, wait, wait. I think I know what you're saying. <laughs> well, then let him say it. <laughs> I think it, it actually doesn't make sense because she would have just cut it and then they wouldn't have get to Ezra, but then Thrawn wouldn't have been able to come back. Right. I mean, the reason she didn't cut it was because we still had to have a show. But the, but the, but but the other thing is like she had just been like with Sabine in the forest when they were having their mother daughter moment. She was like, if if they nobody you know if they can't do it, nobody needs to do it. Like if we can't do it, we might have to. Like she's literally like we might have to make the tough choice to like completely destroy this thing. And then she's and then like, that moment was the tough. Yeah, I I, I don't think that was she a, claw machines that thing and burns her hand. I, don't, I didn't think it see it as a contradiction of her no I, in the moment i was just like dude why did you why did you just force it or the lightsaber it or that. but yes and we saw how long okay first of all too we see later how long it does take to get destroyed by a lightsaber that's true anything I, but it, maybe it's hitting just it with hits a lightsaber it's it like a, just fell off yeah. yeah into the ocean she just she just home runs that sucker yeah. right into the ocean yeah Full Come on, Jeremiah, you. you've hit a home run on national television. Yeah, not you were, on national television. You were the baseball Channel star. 5 high school sports rep. It was not like anything. Either way, anyone. you know how it is. They hit and the wind was blowing time. out, so that helped me. <laughs> um, <laughs> they had some wind. <laughs> but yes, so she burns her hand. She throws, like, drops it or whatever. I thought because it was, like, sparking and flaming a little gonna bit. catch on fire? I thought, like, the ground was going to catch on fire yeah, or something. Yeah. I'm like, this is going to be way cool. But that didn't happen. So then that's when oh, oh, Balin is this super uh, angry. And he's like, that was a bad decision or a bad whatever. And he just starts. up A.A. Ron. A.A. Soka. Um, yeah, Shin shows up. And so, But he's, he's like, just angry. He's like, get because the get the map. Wah, get the map. Wah, wah. Um, so before Shin shows up. trap. <laughs> Balin is this overpowering her because she can't use two hands to hold her saber because one's burned. Yeah. Which, like we've talked about so far in the show, that in Star Wars, injuries don't matter because they get healed the next by the next episode. So, yeah, or her hands going get to, or fall, maybe going to an ethereal die. plane. And if you also fall off of anything, you're always alive. Yeah. Yes. And so she's getting pushed back. And then Shin, that's when Shin arrives, and she sees Shin, and she thinks Sabine is dead. Mm-hmm. That's funny? Is that... No, what? what's funny is her getting yeeted into the rock, just like a rag doll. I, well, sorry, I was... Yeah, let us... <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so then... She got stabbed first. In that moment, Ahsoka gets angry and taps into the dark side, in my opinion, when she lifts up Shin. Ooh. And then throws her into the rug. Like that is not a Jedi thing. That is not a light side thing. You don't murder someone in that moment like that. No, she didn't murder her. She just. Well, she. But in the she tried to. She yeeted her. There's a difference. Head first into a rock. Like it wasn't head first. Yes, it was. Her head hit the rock. It was. Hold on. Hold on. She got concussed really bad, dude. She gets. Uh, it was more. It was more the the. It was more her neck, and the. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, no injury there because what? Nah, uh, she would just be 
paralyzed. You you sleep on your neck wrong at night, and you're like in pain for days. Like yeah, the second you freaking pass, uh, that was definitely like. Now me, I can't sleep at night no matter what because of my back pain. So that doesn't matter. I don't oh, have that problem. Dang, dude, that's sad. But that but, was definitely like the back of the head. No, it was it was yeah. I've yeah, watched was, enough UFC. The, the back of her like, head. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Okay, uh, that's a that's a deep cut. Yeah. Oh, wow, that was a super. Oh, okay. I don't know why. Um, I need to fix it. So then Balin is like pushing her back again, Ahsoka, and then oh yeah, so Ahsoka tries to use the force to push you know, the blade does. back. She does. She at least holds her own. Right. Um. But then Sabine shows up. What? Here we go. Sabine shows up. She should have <laughs> just shot. She should just okay. So I don't understand why you guys think she should have just easily made a decision to blow it up in the moment. I, I just don't think. No, it, no, no. no. It, it should have been what? okay. But it's, that's what it seems but, like, like you're she, saying. She should have. She should have struggled but, a little bit and then still shot it. So okay. Do it. So Ahsoka th- sees that she's alive, and, and Sabine's like, "All right, has oh, oh, it got to thing? She's like, "Destroy it." Sabine, and then Ahsoka gets yeeted off the thing. All right, so now we're at the scene with... Wait, whoa, 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 slow down. I was going to say, with that, though, when she saw Sabine, it seemed like she did have some remorse of what she did to... Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't. Padawan in her eyeballs. Like, she in was like... eyeballs. <laughs> like, she was like, oh, happy to see Sabine, but then also kind of, like, maybe she did tap into the dark side a little bit. I don't know. I didn't really... I think it was just a moment of relief. Like that's what her facial expression was. Um, Seemed but, a little. But. but Ahsoka gets yeeted off, and this is the dialogue then between Sabine and Balin. Balin trying to get her to not destroy it, obviously. Um, and he seems to be reading her mind to know about Ezra and her love for Ezra as last family member basically um and in the scene this is where balin says you know your entire family died on mandalore because your master didn't trust you or something like that and so that is probably the division that split them whatever that is i'm guessing we'll find out i hope so Um, but this scene was a very long scene i really liked it because for me i know you guys already stated that because of the scene like she had to give it up because that's just how the show was written in your guys' opinion. At this point, I was like, it could go either way. Because um, I'm like, okay, she has the whales. Like, that's one way. Like, there's still another hope of finding Ezra through the whales somehow. Maybe she'll look up and see the whales and she's like, that's the means. Like, so at this, I was still going either way. Like, it could go either way. So, Must be uh, after after a certain point, though, like, you knew. You knew what I, was going to happen. I I knew right I, away. I didn't. Yeah, I, I, I but like think uh, think about think about her options. Okay, think about so Balin. Yes, he he powers his lightsaber down. He puts it on his belt and he's talking. He's doing the verbal like mind game thing. But he's walking closer to her, and like first of all, if she shoots it point blank, she runs the risk of lo- losing a hand. So that's your first physical obstacle. The second physical obstacle. Is that if she did go to shoot it, Balin would sense her intention and just force pull it away from her. Uh, Balin's too skilled, and he's he's got the precognition thing. And then, assuming she can destroy it, 
she's dead anyways. So it's like, the longer that scene went on, I was like, she's giving it up. She's giving it. I mean, she doesn't have any other options. Yeah. Unless Except- unless they did something really dumb and she turns into like the most powerful Jedi. Her force awakens and she's like, well, I thought she turns into the Avatar state. I was and- still Ooh, that'd be cool. also thinking that maybe Ahsoka was going to come back up. Oh, no. Because, see- no, no, listen. Because she gets yeeted off that cliff just like Vader yeeted her off the temple in Twilight of the Apprentice. And sure. she worked her way up and then saved the thing. Because in that same scene, there's the, the holocron. Yeah. If anything, I, I actually didn't expect Ahsoka to be back. If anything, I thought the X-Wings were going to show up. And, yep. and then they, right. would get it, they would have a chance there's to that. split up. So I, w- I thought Ahsoka was going to jump up to parallel the Rebels season mm. two finale. Yeah. Because I thought, what could, what could happen? But So she ends up giving the map to Balin because he promises yeah. I won't bring harm you and something about like, you'll be reunited with other. Like he, you'll, you'll, you'll see your friend. Like this. Do you believe him in his promise? Yeah. yeah. So there's that. I, I believe his promise. I, but he didn't specify alive or dead. I, I trust him more than I trust Morgan. Oh yeah. Hands down. And and I and like this scene was meant to make you think that he already betrayed her. Cause right after this, his Padawan wakes up somehow from a concussion. Yo, dude, she, and yeah. chokes Sabine, but you think it could be him because you don't see her. Right. Well, I thought it was like some magic thing. Like if she was touching the No, I actually thought he betrayed her. I literally yeah, was too. like, wait, ba- Balin. Yeah, the traitor like instantly. That's what I thought, and then I thought that the X wings were gonna come and shoot, and yeah. then she would have been able to escape. So as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, he's already betraying her. Like that was quick, but then he told her his Padawan stop doing that. Like I gave her my word. To me, that shows that he just wants to be powerful, but he is doing it in a way where he thinks is right. Yeah, and he still has a code of that, honor. Yeah, and we knew we knew he did too because he had remorse and he didn't want to kill Ahsoka. Yeah, from the other episode, and I, and I think even in this moment he felt like that was his only choice was he had to kill Ahsoka even though he didn't want to. So, I I think if anything he's gonna betray Morgan. So, so the one thing that we we kind of glossed over when Ahsoka and Balin were talking before they fought was that Ahsoka was like, you're going to start another war. I was like, I'm not going to start another war. Yeah. yeah. Thrawn is. Yeah. And he's kind of said something like this war is going to bring something good. And so, yeah, like, you have to, you have to destroy. So to, to rebuild. Essentially. So again, like yeah. he has his own motives apart from Morgan. Mm-hmm. And yep. we don't know what that is. Which is why yet. I think he'll betray Morgan. So, but okay. So at the beginning of the episode, I made the comment that something along the lines of I don't think Sabine made a decision to give him the map because so in the Disney era of live action force use, they've added sound to the force being used. Yeah. Um, And right when Sabine and you, you see it in this episode too, like multiple times when 
he's using the force. Like it's like that weird, like swooshing, like rumble kind type of thing. Yeah. Right when she gives him the map, you hear that sound turn off in a sense. I think he Jedi mind tricked her. I don't think she chose to give him the map because that sound ended right when she gave the map. So the force was being used in that moment because that you sound, think it was just him, him reading her. I, it could be because he was doing that. We acknowledge that, but part of me wants to say that he was Jedi mind tricking her hmm. like a, like a, a high level one where it's not just, he told her what to do. He, planted thoughts in her so that it's, she it's made a choice curse. A what the imperious curse i don't do i know what that from is from harry from harry potter yeah i'm sorry <laughs> y'all know I, y'all i've know. only seen the movies once i don't remember all the details oh yeah i mean but that's possible jeremiah i just think she made that choice by not shooting it when ahsoka told her to I think that choice was already made for her there's a there's a there's a part of me that like really wants to believe maybe it's because of the presence of Thrawn but there's a part of me that really really wants to believe that like Sabine's playing the long game and it wasn't just a selfish move (laughs) but we'll we'll find out well if if Jeremiah is right if it wasn't her choice yeah but she's standing there with handcuffs just not fighting and walking on the ship so so well, I feel like at that point she realizes her position is more valuable if she s- stays, yeah, quiet for the time being to see how it unfolds. Yeah. So that's that. Yeah. So like he puts the ball back on a thing, and literally, instantly. All right, we got it. it's all uploaded. Like it was yeah. literally ninety nine point nine 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 percent. When it got knocked off. It was. It had four clicks still before it got knocked off. Well, that that happens when you're downloading. Sometimes it's like taking forever, and those last five percent like go really quick, like instantly. So, it's convenient. Yeah. So that happens. Morgan's like, "All right, Balin, come back up here," and he's all right, and he destroys the map, and he's like, "No one's gonna be following us." Uh. It- you skipped a scene. The Hera and the X-Wings show up before well, that. I was going to oh. keep that scene so we're not going back and oh. forth. Uh. Yep. So that's happening. He destroys it, and he's like, no one's going to follow us. And I'll, when that happened, I was like, it seems like that her blaster wasn't going to destroy oh, yeah. the map. Yeah. So it's like, oh, either yeah. way, even if she pulled the trigger, it wouldn't have done anything. So... If anything, it would have ricocheted off. We would have seen her intent to try, and that means something. That would have meant a lot. I I guess. If she would have listened to Ahsoka and it didn't work, it would have been... At least we knew where her alliances lie. And not just Ezra. Because you, Twist, said, though, she's not being selfish. She wants to save Ezra. Nah, that's being a little selfish. But that's selfish in the yeah. sense that Thrawn is able to come back too. She's and she's picking cool. a single person over the fate of the galaxy. I think most did. people would make the same decision she did. Maybe. Mm, I, 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 think, I don't. I don't disagree. I think for both of you, 
the person you love most in this world, you choose the person you love most in this world. I, I also know the person that I love the most. I was going to say, the person that I love the most in this world would not want me to choose that. I don't it know. Gets more, it gets complicated really fast. I, I but, know. <laughs> but, but Sabine knows that because Sabine in the finale of Rebels had to make a choice to, to give up Ezra. That's what to, I mean. To save everybody. So she already knows that and she's already done it, but now she's but, doing the opposite. Which is why I think she's doing the opposite because she hasn't got anything positive out of this situation. Because of what you said earlier, Jeremiah, is that her master literally wouldn't let her save her own people with that line. Therefore, we know that she is there. She has nothing left to lose anymore because she's already lost literally everything. Her entire family, her planet. Her master at some point, and now her master is coming back conveniently, and she's able to potentially go see the one person left. She's going to make that choice. It might be selfish, but it's still, it is understandable. I don't know. It doesn't make it any less selfish. I don't, I don't think sacrificing yourself for someone else is selfish. When the person... Only in this situation, because that person's already sacrificed himself for her and the entire galaxy. I don't know. It's it's not it's not selfish, but it's not entirely. It, it, it's like good. It's like self being selfless for the greater good, or being selfless for a single person. And when it's on the scale of the galaxy. It's like, yeah, it's still being selfless. But, like, is it the right choice? Well, it all works out. We already know because the sequel trilogy exists. It all works out in the end anyway. So. It must, yeah. Yeah. So. But. Still makes so, while all this is happening, blah, 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 Hera and the X-Wings arrive. And. Yep. Or I should say, Huyang is trying to reach help. And he finally when they arrive, like, are about to exit hyperspace, they are able to communicate with him. He's like, we're on the planet, blah, blah, blah. He's like, all right, we're here. And so they, they come out, and he's like, there's a hyperspace ring, blah, 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 at whatever coordinates, and they find it. And at this point, the ring is going up. And I thought that scene of it coming out of the clouds. Oh. That oh. <clears throat> was so good. Oh, hey, it was, oh it, it's beautiful. I've got it, it up was, on my phone right now. It uh-huh. kind of reminded me of that in the finale of mando when the the imperials or remnants are going through the clouds down and then or or the the mandalorians are going down and then the imperials are going up through the clouds i think that was i literally i literally paused on that scene when we were watching it and i was like this is so freaking beautiful this is oh my gosh this scene and then the one of her from episode one at the temple those are the two for me that just they're they're gorgeous cool so the cloud sims on this thing are oh (laughs) boy someone Um, someone got someone better get a raise for that shot or a a full team of people really well they're on strike yeah that's what the strikes are for (laughs) true (laughs) um well not the vfx artist it will be shortly enough yeah, they're they're already. Anyways, yes, continue. So 
uh, Hu Yang says that the hyperspace ring is coming from whatever coordinates. Sabine or uh, Hera finds him. All right, it's there. I see it. And they <laughs> with the subtitles on, with the the X wings and stuff coming in. It just says fast whooshing. Yeah, there's some funny. But do that thing when they're in the cockpit of the X wings and you can see the them slowly come up behind them. Oh, it's so cool too. I'm watching that right now. It's so, so they're analyzing it. They're looking at it. At this point, I thought, okay, last episode they introduced the the turbo blaster things, so they're gonna get shot at by the turbo things, and that didn't happen. The turbo lasers. Turbo lasers. Yeah. Um, but they're like they're not sending any fighters out. Like, oh no, they're trying to get out of here. I'm like, for a minute, okay, they're just in the middle of the circle. They're gonna go and they're gonna be perfectly fine. Like, yeah, me too. No one's gonna get hurt. It's all gonna be happy. And they're like, okay, power surge is happening. Whatever, they're getting ready to jump. And this sequence inside when they're like part that, like this is like crazy technology. Like we don't. Yeah. This is like, what is this? Is well, this like looking around? Like, what is this? Like, yeah. it's not a normal thing. Yeah, and I'm like, this is what is going on. This is intense. How is this going to play out? And they activate it, and the normal like star lines that you see, like you briefly see, like it a bunch starts of like it starts like that. It starts like that, but then you see uh, quickly, very quickly, a bunch of colors. Yeah, random colors. Um, so have either of you seen 2001 A Space Odyssey? Uh, it, so No, and I keep wanting to, and Micaiah won't watch it with me because she saw it once and thought it was super boring, but I really I really want to watch it. Are you talking about the the yes. colors? Yes. Yeah. So you, yeah. I think you also see that in Spaceballs. They make fun yeah. of that, where there's like all their, they, it's kind of like their version of hyperspace, and it's like all these crazy there's a, colors. There's a brief moment of that. So that right when I saw that, it kind of reminded me of 2001: Space Odyssey. <laughs> DT twist. It went plaid <laughs> from Spaceballs. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but like they hit hit it. And it just—I don't even know how to describe what it is. It's just like blue streaks, and like it leaves a trail, and it's—it's interesting because it's like the—they didn't collide with the hyperspace ring. What wrecked them was the after, like the 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 left momentum, the the trail, drag, space drag, yeah, space drag. Like that's what it was, which is fascinating. And so, so like one all these ships get electrocuted and they just start crashing into each other because they just get yeeted all over the place and of course carson's not gonna die because he's like a main yeah, guy yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like okay a jedi didn't get on this uh lat during uh clone war so that one's getting shot down type of yeah thing. um but like and then like in the distance when it goes like it's you still see like, the trail in the distance get weaker and weaker and weaker like what is this like it's obviously it's new technology new thing we've never seen before but like it did not play out the way I thought it was and I thought it was a great scene oh it was fantastic I yeah. love the the shock and the fear on Harris' mm-hmm. face like she it, all her face is just like oh crap it's just hit the fan. She like, well, even Jason's like, mom, I have a bad feeling. I have a bad feeling, which yeah. is he's force sensitive confirmed right there. 
because yeah. like, he stops and he looks and he thinks. Yeah. Like he's trying to analyze. Yeah. And like Hera knows that. Like, of course he's he knows, force sensitive. He knows that he's, she knows that he's force sensitive. He's and already so, like, asked to be a Jedi once he, in this show. Yeah. He, and Hera like doesn't doubt him. He's like the force, something in the force has shifted. There's a, a disturbance in the force in a sense. And I thought it was it's a great scene. Yeah. yeah. And so final scene. Uh this is so sad. The sorry, not the final scene. The the scene right after they jumped to hyperspace and then Hu Yang. You hear him trying to raise Sabine and uh Ahsoka on the comms. Oh yeah. And I'm just like, oh, can't let me give you a hug buddy you're all alone now like he's trying to get he's trying to raise them and he there's this moment of realization where they're not there and it's just i just wanted to give him a hug yeah i love hu yang yeah but he says he says lady tano and then there's this wide shot he says ahsoka and there's this beautiful shot of the ship and then that's when we get to it happens we get to a overhead of the temple, and it goes over the ledge into okay. So I see a body laying down there, and then like I'm looking, looking. We see her down there, and I'm like, I felt like I did I hear whales. I was like, are the space whales gonna come? Like there's like a sound that like, it sounds what like. a freaking great transition too. And I'm like, okay, how is it? Is it a whale's gonna pick her up like out of the water or I don't know? And I'm listening, and then like I see the white sea foam start to turn blue in tint. And I'm like, what is this? And then I see Ahsoka's arm, like life-size, like close up, and immediately, yeah. is this the world between worlds? I knew it. I knew what it was. And then like you see her like move and like the white goes the, out. The se- The second I saw that, I looked at Micaiah and went, this is why Jeremiah reacted the way he did. This is exactly because he finally got the world between worlds. Well, to be fair, when I said that, uh, with all the Mexican, I was talking about the whole episode, not anything specific. Oh, okay. So, but yes, this is the biggest ah uh, moment yeah. of the thing. Jeremiah's, his second favorite thing underneath the first half of A New Hope is the world between worlds. I feel yeah. like I feel like everyone asks, like, "What planet would you live on?" Jeremiah is like, "Build me an apartment or a house in the world between worlds. That's where I live." Right. So, so I'm like, "This is so cool." You see her get so she's been here before. Yeah. Now the first time it wasn't this detailed. Nope. But it's but she's trying to figure out what happened. She's probably just as confused as the first time she <laughs> entered it, and she's looking around. You see, and it just looks great. I just. It just looks yeah, great. Yeah, it does. It looks so good. Got the galaxies in the background. Yeah. Like, like part of me is like, oh, is the void that Balin mentioned before, like, is the void the world between worlds? Is this literally, like, the the world between worlds as in galaxies? Like, the world between galaxies? Um, but I was like, what's going to happen? Like, something's going to happen. It's just not going to end... And part of me, I, I don't even remember if I was like, is Hayden, is is Anakin showing up? Like, I didn't, I didn't, I don't even know if I, I was just like, we're here in the world of two worlds. 
Well, it's interesting because like I I totally I totally saw the world between worlds coming during that transition. But when she was there, so there's there's a few seconds she stands up, and there's a few seconds of her looking around before you hear the iconic line. And I'm this is what breaks my heart the most because I recorded my reaction video. Uh-huh. And I am talking to the camera like, is this the world between worlds? So I'm talking and I didn't hear that whisper. I am so See when that happened, you could have heard a pin drop in my, in our apartment. Well, not really because it's LA, but you get the idea. It's I, but... I was so mad going back the second time and realizing that he whispered that because this is we've literally talked about this on the podcast when he sees her for the first time and he says, Hey Snips. Yeah. Now she here he says hello Snips. Yeah. But I, I'm so mad because I've been looking forward to that moment my whole podcast Your whole life. time my whole life your whole life really and i missed it now i heard when he said i didn't think i'd see you this soon then that's when i immediately recognized his voice because it was a little louder yeah and i'm like oh, that was was that anakin was that anakin that was that was hayden christensen um now it would have been cool if the hello snips was in matt lanner's voice oh yeah because it have been so quiet you might not even tell the difference but cool if it was that and then Hayden Christensen and I'm starting to freak out and she turns around and it's Revenge of the Sith Anakin yeah which in the edit of Return of the Jedi yep it's episode three Hayden Christensen which like it doesn't make if you've if you watch it in release order for the first time, like who the heck is this guy standing there next to? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Obi Wan and Yoda. I will. I would say there was a split second before he speaks where she's like looking around that I thought the reveal was she's gonna be there and it's gonna like kind of focus center on her face and she's gonna be super super confused and then the episode was gonna end for a second. I was like, oh she's really confused and then cliffhanger but then obviously she turns around and it's anakin and how do you guys feel about his face reconstruction i didn't hate it it's fine because also i didn't expect to see you so soon i that i have so so many questions i have so many questions now about the force and well that's why people think that it's potentially not the world between worlds and why it could be also where they go to when they die well it it looks eerily similar to the world between worlds yeah so but anyways place. before I'm we get into speculation line to line to answer and also if you to the end he smiles at her and then if you read the subtitles it's very quickly it goes Vader theme music. Yeah, I mean, it plays the Vader theme. Just mm-hmm. so, I thought was kind of interesting. So, but back to Jeremiah's question. I don't. I. It's obvious. It's better than it was. It's pretty. Part. It's pretty obvious, but I don't hate it. I don't so, hate it. I'm glad that they de-aged him. Yes. Yep. I, I was. I immediately noticed that they de-aged him, which I liked. Yes. But like looking at it. 
his face. I don't know. It kind of looks like I keep thinking of. Okay, we watched Corridor Crew. Yeah. The it kind of was on the level of the Scorpion King. No, I, I no. It was like that you obvious, like it was CGI. Out. No, it didn't, you, it didn't look obvious to me at all. You take this your TV. No, no. Is it obvious? Yes. Is it CG? Yes. Is it that bad? No. I don't know, dude. I, no, dude. I'd have no. to go look at it, watch it again. But I if just that is if that is Scorpion King, then Luke for Mando, the first Luke for Mando, is like the stained glass yeah, Sherlock Holmes. Better than made. that like, one. For sure, I don't know. I, 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 look, I'm looking at it. it, it he, he, it's up. It's up right now. I will I say, right now too. It I will does say, not look that bad. It's it's the I don't know. It's the eyes. I think it's the eyes. I think it was just the skin was just too smooth. Pale? Like there's not a lot of texture in the skin. Okay, well, the, that's the that's the lighting because her, maybe. her skin is also very smooth because of the, it, it's very soft lighting. Yeah, it's one it. directional. Now, and next episode, post. Now, next episode, when it's going to be more close oh, up, different light interaction, maybe it's going to look a lot better. I'll probably be happy with it then, but I don't know. But either way, yeah. I mean, you can like tell, you can definitely tell it's CG, but he looks really good. I just don't think he it's there. Good as, uh, what's his name in Rogue One? Uh, Tarkin is way better than this. I don't think so. I think it's no. Tarkin. Okay. Do you realize that people who have never seen episode four and uh-huh. watch Rogue One, they uh-huh. don't realize that Tarkin is CGI. Yeah, but that's really strange because it's pretty obvious that he is. And I don't think it is. Oh well, I, it's I think that obvious I think that you they're only t- know that it's CGI. Therefore. When you look at it, you're looking at it as a CGI face. Well, I think but it's the same with people, this situation. If people don't know that, like people don't know that's a CGI, they're not going to... I really think that it's just the lighting. I really think it is. Yeah. Because Target's lighting was also always black. Well, like, they did it in sh- sh- shadows. Yeah. But, but, but I also think we you're saying that to defend that we're looking for that, I think people are also looking for this too. Like we're looking to see if they actually CGI face or did they pull a Kenobi and they didn't do anything. I prefer this over Kenobi. Well, right. Kenobi, but, they needed a lot more of this. <laughs> but there's a lot that be said, but either way, the scene was great. I yeah. liked it. So I was freaking out. Yeah, Micaiah just started crying. And cried. Yeah, I cried too. Because I didn't cry, but everyone. Okay, the rumors were World Between Worlds. The rumor was we were gonna see Hayden Christensen, but we didn't know if it was a flashback or if it was what was it was gonna be. Um, but that's what we got. So the speculation is so next week. All right. So I I said this, and I think someone else said this in the discord last night because i hopped in there and i think next so there's been this rumor that we're gonna get the mustafar duel with ahsoka there somehow right i think that that is going to be this next episode i think there i think what is gonna happen is that now that it's finally the ahsoka show 
I don't think she's been in contact with Anakin. Because remember, so remember, he's Vader until the end of Return of the Jedi, which is only a number of years before this. It's not like... It's seven years. Yeah, I mean, it's not a a super long time. I don't think she has communed with Anakin yet. Right. Yeah, since his his redemption. Mm -hmm. I think this is the first time. I think this is going to be an explanation. They're going to be talking, and he's going to explain a lot of what happened. And I think we're through the portals, we're going to see various flashbacks of his story after she well, leaves him. So it's going to be kind of like a uh, 90s filler episode where they do like a montage of things. Oh, from, but it means so much more. I know, but it's going to be kind of like... I mean, so it has to be... I, one, I think it has to be long, and two, it has I, to be really intense. I think what, I think what is going to happen... Yeah, well, because he's in the he's in the poster now. In the post that they made yes. for this theater, he is in the poster now. Yes, and Which so I was, like he, hesitant. I have a different thumbnail that I'm going to post on my reaction, but I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to spoil anything. Thank and then you. Disney put out that poster, and I was like, oh, yeah. Well, game. you can well, still no, wait. It's free game now. I'm not oh, waiting anymore. Why would Drew, I wait? Drew and his spoilers because not a spoiler. People who have because knows. people who have never seen the episode are definitely going to watch your. Yeah, they're gonna watch it with me and react with me. So I, so I think that we're gonna get a bunch of really sick, really meaningful flashbacks, and then at the very end of the episode, we're gonna see Thrawn. I don't think we're seeing Thrawn. I don't think we're gonna see Thrawn until like the last. Two I hope I said that too, and I hope that that's not the case. I I think we're gonna get Thrawn next episode just because they went to the other galaxy. Like they're gonna go right to where he. So also, I completely, I don't know if you guys, this is something that, passing thought that like I didn't, we don't really talk about, but we just keep thinking, okay, Thrawn and Ezra are on the other end. No, the entire crew of those like, ships. And it was more than one ship, right? Uh, I th- um, or was it just the one? I can't I think remember. it's just the Chimera. But either way, there's probably thousands of Imperial officers and soldiers that, which is why they want to bring them back and then but, two also you gotta think that shit was designed to bring the star destroyer back yeah right and then and then two you gotta also think of what other people are out there that they're gonna have to deal with too yeah maybe like, the they're going into yes, a different please, galaxy please. the grisk home planet like uh, they're going please. to a different galaxy. They're not just floating in outer please space. Please give me the Grisks, Dave. If they don't put the Grisks in this in any way, whether it's this series or moving forward, I'm Yo, it's gonna be the Please worst. give me the movie. Like what if they get there and then Thrawn and the Empire is fighting the Grisks? Well, I don't think so I don't think that that's gonna be the case. I'm hoping that the movie is not everyone versus Thrawn. I think I, I'm hoping that they're gonna set it up to that. And then Thrawn's going to convince them that there there is a greater threat. It's everyone against the Grisks. The Grisks. And then in the final battle, oh. Thrawn gets killed. What a great way to go. But that has to be a movie, though. It. That's what I'm saying. That, that is the It has movie. to be three movies. No. <laughs> but anyways, all, this, all, all that to say is I think, I think that this next episode is going to be very nostalgic and, and very so, emotional. Do you think we're only going to be in the world between worlds in that episode, or do you think we're going to do stuff with Hera and the uh, hyperspace ring and all that stuff? Like, okay. So I don't think, 
I don't think we'll do anything with Hera until Ahsoka comes out because Hera's purpose is to help Ahsoka get to the other end. So mm. my thought is that She's Ahsoka is going to use the world between worlds just to enter into the oh, other galaxy. Yeah, yeah. I maybe. think that's I think that's going to be pretty Maybe she maybe she finds Ezra that way. Maybe. And Devu Twist said in the chat, uh, he has a theory that Ezra put together the uh, Lothal Temple that was on the Chimera and is manipulating the world between worlds. And Balin knows him somehow and wants to go to Peridia to access the portal. So I've heard that too. That a lot of people are speculating that Balin wants that temple so that he can enter the world between worlds. So yeah, that would be the power beyond right anything that yeah. And some people are thinking, well, maybe he wants to prevent the fall of the Jedi during the Clone Wars. Oh, yeah. Um, Ah, man, see, see, this is getting good. This is, ah. I'm I'm, I'm excited. Especially now that it's just Ahsoka and Anakin. So, Balin, all he really had to do is just fall off the cliff on his head, and he (laughs) could have... He could have went. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think next week, I think we will get to flashback scenes looking through the portal holes or whatever yeah but, but i also I, think that's how ahsoka is getting there i think she's just gonna well and and there's a reason why they're showing this episode in theaters yes it's gonna be as jeremiah would say a banker that's drew's line no you you're the one that coined you that. always say banger. you always say that i say it in mockery of you because you originally well said that. you've well, said you it so much in mockery now. that it's become your thing now is that, is that a I thing? didn't even know it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Chat. I, I, I whose whose thing is a banger? I appropriated. A, yeah, you have Drew's. taken over. But anyway, I think next week that yes, we will get flashbacks, but I don't think we're going to get a lot of them. I think. Yeah, probably not a lot. Because I I would like as great as it would be to see all these flashbacks. I think it. I want m- more than that. I think they could just do like one or two things, maybe three. Why maybe, not just maybe just like just go all out and give us a whole episode? I just because I don't, I don't want to see stuff I've already seen. Like a hater, I wanted them just to move forward quickly. Like show me pivotal moments. That like sure, but an entire episode of Anakin and Ahsoka's relationship building, dude. Or the people that didn't watch Rebels or the Clone Wars. I don't, I don't want a recap episode. That's well, thing. not a recap, but just like I. I'd, I whatever Dave Filoni is directing it. He, yeah. So like, so season seven, they, they, he's that. not going to jump into it for a, for a recap episode. Like did the fact did, that he he's Dave, the guy that the, the Rams, last name Ramsey, Ramsey, the guy that you know you know built the with the toys in the backyard and like oh yeah yeah, pre- yeah. that guy the guy that did the uh, Boba Fett <laughs> when Grogu got taken. He did yeah, all of the that episode. Show. Uh, I don't think that's it's that the same guy. He didn't do every episode. He did the in- he directed and wrote the entire thing. No, he didn't because the lady who directed episode two of this season of Ahsoka did episode two of Book of Boba Fett. That's no, but why he, I was ex- he was like the Dave of Book of Boba Fett, which I'm saying. I don't think that he that's oversaw- he oversaw the whole thing. I, I don't, don't think so. I don't think so. Chat. Help me out. I'm pretty sure that wasn't like the... Fact check us. But 
Yeah, I also don't think we're only going to be there. I think they're going to be stuff with Hera. I think we're going to be on the hyperspace ring stuff. So I yeah, think I it, think Hera is getting shipped from the whales. The whales are going to grab her and just take her. She gets that UPS second day air, well, it, would, it, would, it would have to, maybe it has to do with why Jason's there. Oh. Because he's force sensitive, maybe he's going to be able to connect with the Pergo. Can they go convenient. back and save his dad? World between worlds? No. Because no. remember, Drew, oh, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. if Kanan gets saved, everybody yeah. else dies. And Jason ceases to exist. And then the whole universe collapses because that's a paradox. And Yeah. Yes. You get back to the future all over again. Yep. Just great, worse. Great, Scott. Um, so. That's the episode. Anything else before we transition to voicemail time? Um, I will say it was really cool to see. Um, I sent you guys this article, but Hayden Christensen got a special, I forget the name of the spot now, but the and so-and-so spot in, a, in the credits is a special honor. It's for an actor who played a very small role, but is incredibly popular. It's like the, him getting his name at the end of the like really special, you know, animated credits is is a is a huge honor, and they honored him even though he only had a very small part at the end of this episode. Putting him there, they did it out of honor and respect for Hayden Christensen. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, it was great. Still, I mean, despite all of my complaining, still a nine, <laughs> a nine point five out of ten for me, or a nine or whatever I said. It was very you said nine rated. and a half. Yeah, I'll still go with that nine and a half. But cool. knowing that, my next ratings are probably going to be like nine point six. And like, okay, you can have more than one perfect episode. Facts. Mm. Like everything, can, if if everything is perfect in every way for every episode, it can still all be. That's true. Tens. This is a ten out of ten. Actually, no, it's an eleven out of ten. The, Okay. We're breaking our own scale. Anyways. Are we, are we transitioning over to voicemail time? I hope so. We good? All I right. I haven't heard that song in the beautiful angelic voice in a while. Mm-hmm. Back. It's voicemail time. All right. Cool, cool. Well, first up. Beautiful. We have an email question. Heck Yeah. Um, and I'm just bringing it up. So, Elias, yep. who went to Empire Con, whoop, whoop. Uh, he sent us a question, mm-hmm. and he says, asks, uh, what, what's your favorite thing that you did while growing up? Oh, my favorite, like one favorite thing? Yeah, the favorite thing. In your childhood, what was the thing you did? So I, I would say classified as something like you did like many times, many times, not just like a one-time family trip or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Oh, um, that is wow. That's a phenomenal question. Wow. So I'm trying to. What is my favorite thing that I did? I don't know. It's a it's a I hard know. one. I think maybe just 
going outside in the summer and playing with the kids in the neighborhood. Yeah, like, I, I can see that. I yeah. don't. I don't think people do that anymore. At least not in the city. Yeah, it's too dangerous. Like, yeah, they do. It's called online. They just play together <laughs> virtually. Yeah, no, actually, I, I just don't. I think that's just a missed childhood experience. Where I did a lot of that. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I had a, I had a group of neighborhood friends. Yeah, and it was just cool because like, I remember like, so I was second from the corner, and then the house around the corner, second from the corner, our <clears throat> yards were together. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was friends with those two kids. And then there was this other kids up the street and down the street and around the corner and all that stuff that just we'd randomly do stuff. Yeah. It was getting on your bikes and riding together. And did you ever put uh, playing cards in your no. spokes? No, I wasn't no. that cool. I did that. Um, that man. was cool because um, the house, like, kitty corn to mine, it was like a family and they adopted it like four kids from the Philippines and they're uh-huh. like my age. Yeah. And we always played basketball barefoot all the time. together. <laughs> Dude, that'll, that'll toughen you up. It was pretty fun. And then like they siblings would fight and then I would always beat up my little siblings and <laughs> it's like a thing. Yeah. I, it's, it, it's so funny looking back, like it's hard because like even Jeremiah, your answer is like very much based in the more important thing, which is the friendship that you had. You know what I'm saying? Like hanging out with people. Right. Do you talk to those kids anymore? No. It's funny because like, so in high school, my group of friends, my main group of friends, my closest friends are all my brother-in-laws now. <laughs> Like, because of the way the way things worked out. So, but like, I I would say like just that sense of like hanging out with people and that sense of adventure and just having fun, for sure, was something for me. Was 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 a highlight. Um. Yeah. Mine would be being in a like a hardcore band in high school and like going to like these rinky-dink hole-in-the-wall venues when yeah. I was definitely not of age to be going into these places and yeah. going there and it was for all ages and like <laughs> this is your Mike Taylor band yeah but I mean I was like 15 16 and like we're going into these places where like Probably it was super sketchy and probably shouldn't. And there, there's this one venue in Buffalo, Minnesota, which is like an hour away almost from the Twin Cities. And it was called the Vault because it used to be an old bank and there was a vault in the basement. But Sick. in this venue, it was like one like room, like as big as my living room. Like it wasn't, it's not that big. Like it was pretty small. And like I remember one concert that um I opened for the this bigger band for today and we had Bro, you opened for four today? Yeah. Yeah. But wow. there was like three hundred people in this like seven hundred square foot. That must have been early for today. It was really early. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because they're playing in Buffalo, Minnesota. They weren't. Oh, well, that's true. The thing they were... like, that venue was so weird and iconic because of that, like, even like Devil Wears Prada played there. 
Like it was really? like it was this, this hole in the wall place, but the booker was really good. Yeah, and, it must have been. And like, <laughs> dang, dude. To a point where like we we fit three hundred people in a seven hundred square foot room. Yeah, wall to wall, like your sweat wasn't your sweat; it was everyone's sweat. <laughs> like, people yeah. had to walk out, and like the whole front of the building was all glass. And so, like when we were that packed, you couldn't. It was this fog. Oh, the fog. Yeah. It was just all fogged up and the stage wasn't that high. And so like people would just stage dive and we did like 250 stage dive for one song. Like Dude, was that many people just going and diving off these gosh. stages. But you'd only but, travel like three feet. Yeah. But it was yeah. so cool. That's and then, wild, but man. if you go in the basement where the, like the, the bands were hanging out and stuff like that, there was a little tiny pole and it had a sign on it. It says, don't move pole pole will tighten as crowd packs in if you move the if pole's not tight then your band sucks so there's a suspension pole that was holding the floor in the basement and it was super loose but as soon as the crowd would pack in the floor would drop that much oh my dude and then no. like yeah <laughs> no that is a disaster <laughs> way to happen. So sketchy, bro. it was the sketchiest thing ever and then, and then, like sooner or later, the fire department came in because they, I think it was, it was either Flatfoot or, I want to say it was Maroon Five played there when they were big, and what? or no, no, not Maroon Five. Sorry, it was Flatfoot Fifty Six. I think. But it was like another group of that many, and then the cops got called on, and the fire department went in the basement and saw that, and they shut it down like insane. And I was there when it got shut down. It was pretty. Dang. So yeah, that was pretty fun. Just realizing that my parents let me do that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then now that I'm a parent, I'm like, would I let my kid do that kind of stuff? Well, if you're gonna be a cool dad, I was gonna say I probably would because, and I'd probably go there too, and. <laughs> Yeah. All right, cool. Thank you, Elias. So in conclusion, build good relationships with friends. Yeah, for real. Yo, for real. And, and find a way to go to sketchy. No, I'm just go, kidding. Go to sketchy no, music no. venues. No, don't no, do no that. You know your no. mom now? Your mom's yeah. too cool. So. Yeah. You probably go with your mom and she's cool. cool. So. Still. Um, all right, cool. Well, next up, voicemail from someone who's in the chat. Oh. A newer fan. Oh, so from on Twitch, he is Gackman820. So, hey, yo. let's take a listen to his first ever Ooh. voicemail. And I feel like he has a, a weird flex in this one. So, let's take a listen. Oh, okay. Hey, Empire Radio. This is Garrett, also known as Darnie Flarsniffed on Discord and Gackman820 on Twitch. I'm currently in a garage on Tatooine working on my pod racer. Here, let's see how she sounds. <laughs> Hmm, still sounds a bit off. I don't know. There's also this really cool extremely modified N1 Starfighter here. It's got an enhanced thrusters with an induction intake charger on top. Anyway, enough of my blabbering. My question for you is, do you ever think or would like if Star Wars made a live action series or movie surrounding the racing scene in Star Wars? I know there's been some hints here and there. Obviously, Episode 1, Star Wars Resistance, and of course, my favorite game, Star Wars Episode 1 Racer. And you can probably guess that I actually liked the Bad Batch Racing episode. Anyway, let me know what you think. Right now, i got to get back to work because I can't seem to figure out why my thrust capacitor vapor ratios are so low. <laughs> that right. was fantastic. That 
that was an awesome voicemail. And Dude, oh, yeah. thank you. What? Uh, yeah, that was fantastic. That. that was really cool. Yeah. I wonder what vehicle he used to make that think, sound. Some people would uh, know just by the sound of that recording. Yeah. What kind of vehicle? Like a Subaru. Let me know if I'm right. I could. Yeah, when you get that deep into stuff, like I could totally tell you what style of guitar someone's using in a recording. Right. Am I right? You just, is it you just, Subaru? Is it a Subaru? Subaru? No, it's, or... it's, a, it's a pod racer. Come oh, on. Sure. <laughs> um, uh, what was this question about like a show about racing? There you go, Drew. Is that a thing? I don't know what, what that is. Chevy. 2014 Caprice PPV Chevy. I don't. Drew, do you know what that is or no? I do. Oh, yeah, that all that sounds like a V8. Yeah, it's dumb. LOL. Um, so a live action racing show or movie or something. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be, I'd, be, I'd be down. Yeah, I think we cool, dude. Yeah, give me the swoop races. The swoop races from Kotor. Like drag racing. It's like, I wonder, like, what the context, because obviously if it's just racing, but like, like what else would be the surrounding plot would be family. Uh, it's, just, it's just Vin Diesel. He's, he's the space, star. space Vin Diesel. Hey, they're already going outer space. So you might as well just like go with the theme and just. Star Wars. Just, he discovers a portal into the world between worlds and he oh ends up gosh. he ends up fighting Thrawn like oh, oh, Dom, what is this saying in the world's room oh, the power of family he, he's there with Sabine ah and like Ahsoka is like why why did, why didn't you destroy the map and he's there and he's like family, family. oh my gosh <laughs> Just don't turn. But to answer the question, I would totally be down if it was done well. I really enjoyed the pod racing in episode one, a lot. Yeah, me too. So, and it was like gritty. Scenes. It was like gritty and kind of dangerous. Heck yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Count but I would want it to be in that timeline. Like episode like maybe one we timeline. See, maybe we see when Anakin and like first crashes. Like, we see it in the distance. Like, they just say oh, Anakin Skywalker, but yeah. we don't actually see it. And then we see Saboba, and it's, like, through Saboba's perspective of everything. Like, uh, Saboba coming up to be the... I would just love WC. just something fresh. Okay. Sorry, Pooper. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> During the High Republic. I am so... Uh, the High Republic can... Why I'm do you guys over. hate the High Republic so much? Whoa, 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 whoa! What do you mean? Why do you guys hate? Don't I don't hate the High Republic? Okay, I don't feel like you care about the High Republic. Yeah, I mean, I loved the first three books. I wasn't high enough when. Okay. To continue. <laughs> what? Is this the, not the, it? Is this no? As much detail as they're putting into the High Republic, I still feel like. Total Disney doesn't care. <laughs> well, I think it's because they haven't dedicated a show to it yet. Even I mean, they have, but they, they haven't have, released but... a show dedicated yeah. to it yet. But I'll probably care when that show comes out. Perfect. Yeah. All right. And I'm willing to read the book that's supposed to come after. The one that's already come out. No, isn't there one that's like directly after? Yeah. Though? 
after the ones that we read. Yeah. yeah. I think two of them are already probably out. First one's okay. been out. I think the second one comes out. So we're just not going to get back into those books. I want to, but you don't want to. So, like. I just said I want to. I mean, I prefer to. Once do the show comes cards. out, which is sometime next year, which we're never uh, going to get. No. So. Strike. We're not getting shows for a long time. They already oh, said yeah. Skeleton Crew has been delayed because we're supposed yeah. to get that this year. And they're like, it's probably not oh, going to happen. No, it's. Acolyte's probably not going to come out to 2025 now, if I had to guess. Like, sad. But. I don't even think the movies are going to come out when they're. They're all probably going to be delayed. Yeah. So. But thank you, Garrett slash Gackman slash. I forget how to say your Discord name, but he's new to Discord, so join the Discord yeah, if you guys want to have some fun. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But finally, to end the night, we got a voicemail from our good and faithful mod, Will. <laughs> Will. So let's take a listen. Hey, Empire Radio. Will here. Here's a question that might create some controversy. Oh, let's go. Um, On this show? <laughs> let's what is the best time to work? Morning, afternoon, uh, or night shift? Now, for me personally, I have done both a closing shift and, a, 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 I guess, that one opening? I, I don't know. I don't know how you describe it, but I much prefer waking up at 6 a.m. Getting off at 4 because I still have time left in my day, kind of. And then I have a whole day because I have a four-day work week. Ooh. But what do you guys think? Weird flags. All right. Thank you, Will. I th- honestly, I feel like Will has asked this question in the past in a voicemail. Well, I haven't been here for it, so it's great. I think um, he has, but I can't remember. But, but I've done all. I've done all of them. Me too. Superior is opening. I can't. I, the worst. The worst is a third shift. Oh, that that nope, dude. That's the worst. Literally, convinced one summer while I was in college, I did a Saturday third and a Sunday second. So what I would do is I would wake up on a Saturday morning, work Saturday into Sunday, stay awake, and then work Sunday afternoon. 3 to 11 p.m. And so I would so I would wake up Saturday morning and wouldn't sleep until Sunday at 11 why? p.m. Would you do that? I did it for a whole summer in school. What was the job? Security. security. Bro, I would let security. you do that? Yeah. Yeah, they don't care. As long as it wasn't as long as it wasn't uh 24 hours in a row. So you, you can only do 16 hours in a row. But if you break it up, I mean, granted, I only so worked eight. Between your two shifts, how much time did you have off? Eight hours. I had, so I worked Saturday, 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. Sunday morning, and then I had eight hours off. And then I came back. He could have slept, but you I could have slept. Why no, didn't you? probably playing at a church or something. Yeah. Okay. So, and there was a Saturday, and there was a Saturday service. So it was Saturday service, work, church, work, finally crash. And when yeah. I crashed, I, whoo, I crashed. Like crash. But then you had five days off or did you work uh, during the week? 
I worked some during the week, but because our shifts were so long and because of the cap, it was probably one or two. So I had a, I still had a lot of free time. I, like yeah, I could recover. You slept through one day though. No, I didn't because oh. I didn't want to throw my sleep schedule off too bad. So Mondays I would wake up at like at no later than 11 or noon and I would, and it would suck. And then I would go back to bed on a. Is that when you discovered morning. Wesley Andrews coffee and tea? <laughs> uh, no, no, I wasn't. I actually wasn't into coffee nearly as much then. I didn't really start brewing my own coffee until after I got married. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty new to the, to the yeah. game. But my first job was security, and I did overnights. Friday night, Saturday night, into Sunday morning. Where would you work? For Caterpillar, the machine factory. So not tear. I, I feel like you didn't have a ton of crazy well, stuff I, then. Nothing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nothing. At one Dude, time downtown Minneapolis Cater- overnight. Oh, no, you were you were up. That was a hard part for me is I was yeah. sitting in a little booth in a Oof. parking lot. Oof. And nah, we dude. had to do rounds, but like we only had to do one round the whole night. So half of it was sitting there. But they didn't want us like, like there's only so much stuff you could watch. And back then, like it wasn't like it is now. Like I can't just like, like my phone can only do so much back then. Like apps were just starting. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like I had first the, iPhone, you could even change your background. You're probably playing oh. Flappy Bird all night. I was actually. <laughs> Yo, that was the, that. that was it. I was. I remember I that took the entire world by storm. And but like we couldn't have the light on. Because we don't want people to know that we were in there just in case they're coming in. So, like, we were sitting in a dark room with a monitor trying to not fall asleep. And, like, I was downloading shows. And I ha- I was with someone, but, like, that was it. And it was awful. And I always felt sick. Like, my stomach always hurt for some reason. Dude, I... And, and then I would... did not... I would get off at 6 a.m. and then drive to Bemidji to see my ex at the time. Oof. That's a four-hour drive, you guys all oh, know. Oh, no, And dude. I would literally don't, like, remember half the drive. Yeah, I, I don't. He's sleeping yeah. and driving, and I don't remember, like, half it. I don't know how I'm alive. But, yes. Yeah, dude, so, no, we just crazy. took the wheel on that one. We, <laughs> we did some crazy stuff during there, our but... thirds. Like, I, oh, yeah, you, you remember. You probably had some fun. So much fun. We did some stupid stuff, but we had some. We had a lot of fun. I so you remember? You know how emissions used to be across the hallway from security, or it is across the hallway from security. Yeah. I guess I, it doesn't matter now that I don't work there. You're like, but oh, I don't want to say something. We we would unlock because they had a really nice couch in there in the front office, and we would go in there during our breaks and sleep during our breaks, oh, which so at face value isn't bad, but then you realize you're on camera going into a darkened office where people have belongings disappearing for 30 minutes and then coming out. See, we couldn't even do that. It was sketchy more, but either way, hindsight, I stayed up with my current wife on the phone the night before or stayed up. So I never took my nap before I went to my shift and I fell asleep at work and got fired. Oof. Well, to answer Will's question, the best is morning. 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 100%. Your mind doesn't work mornings, though, so I want to... Well, I start in the morning, 
if I don't do early morning. So I start at 10 by, I'm up by eight, but like, I, I am not a morning person. You get to wake up at eight. I know. Yeah. Cause I don't start till 10. Dang. So like that's the, the perk is of my job is I don't start till 10. Yeah. But then I work till six and I never know when I'm going to get out. And so then yeah. I, I, so like I don't have, I don't do yeah. things in the evenings if I wanted to. Like, just yeah. not. You don't have a lot of free time. But like, even if I had free time, like, what am I going to do? I, I don't have any life, so I don't know what to do. So, <laughs> like, honestly, like, Dang. if I had like a two to ten, like two in the afternoon to ten at night, oh, yeah, like you could get stuff done in the morning. Like you could get a normal sleep. I could be in bed by eleven or midnight. Yeah, like it's not a crazy time to go to bed, and so, like yeah. I wouldn't hate that, but like obviously that would interfere with the podcast. But yeah, favorite shift right now is my second job, and that's from eight thirty to twelve thirty at night. Sometimes one in the morning, but if I could just do that four hour shift. Hmm. I wish I, I wish like Will has a four day work. I'd rather work. Oh yeah, me too. Four ten hour days. Same. You know, I did that. There's a lot of evidence that that is better, a lot better for people. And some countries have started adopting it, and it's worked out super well. But because of capitalism and how greedy we are here people there's been a ton of resistance to it here in the states it is definitely something that like they were trying to pass they were even trying to pass a law that we couldn't work more than 32 hour work week but we had to get paid like we were working a 40 heck yeah and they got shut down pretty i i just don't think the i don't think it's about greed i think it's just about like demand like like met my work like we have to be open six days a week like our wholesale stuff, we would not be able to meet demand if we were only open. Just hire more people. Yeah, but you wouldn't be able to bump the price of everything. No, because then people aren't going to buy it. Product, you can't just raise your prices if people but aren't going to. Everyone's pay for it. raising their prices, and everyone's making the same. Yeah, okay. but if you're hiring multiple more people. Like that's if you say let's just say low end thirty thousand dollars a person, you know that's ninety thousand dollars that you have to be making now that you didn't make before. And the thing is, you can only do production so fast. Like you can't just add more people and then you. I mean, you you just you rely on Chat GPT. No, so it's like stuff that has to do with. I appreciated the single chuckle, Drew. I appreciate that. Anything that has to do with like production like you yeah. can't reduce hours like that's just not a thing you can do like it's not you don't no business. Just have that yeah, you don't you don't re- you don't necessarily reduce the amount of days though you just stagger the schedules yeah right but say like our wholesale we're uh usda inspected uh-huh. and you can only do production and so some 6 30 to 2 30 they're only allowed to do certain things if you do okay. things out that you have to hire pay for another eight hours uh-huh. And so like so yeah, you just stagger the people that are working during those days during that time. But if you need those full days and full crews, like you can't stagger them. 
you could just you could probably do it with like one extra person. I don't think it's that simple. It 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 uh, it's doable. Well, and and like a lot of things will have to adjust, obviously. Yeah. Like. But like, like let's say for Paris, for instance, they can't work more than thirty-two hours a week. So a lot of them, they work every single day. They just get off at noon. That yeah. is true. Like a lot of places work seven changed. days a week, but shorter hours a day. They're just short, oh, man. Because like, which when I leave, think is not good. But I don't think that's good either. I'm just saying, like, like when we would go visit Stephanie's cousin in Paris, he. He gets off at like eleven thirty. We would get up from jet lag, and he would be already done for the whole day. Wow! I'm like, that's kind of dope. But then you got to work six days a week or whatever it is to add it up. But they just they literally cannot have the same person work that long. In order to make sure that everyone's getting financial gain, they just have to. You're working till noon. Someone's working from noon to this time. Yeah. And like they just split it up like that. Oh. It can be done. We can adjust. We just don't want to. I think we're just too big of a system to to make any drastic changes. Like other countries, they're much smaller. They have different base things that they've evolved from. Like a lot of Europe out of World War Two, like everyone had to start from scratch in world after World War Two. So they could create systems that from scratch then that could be tweaked, but yeah, we just kept on becoming a monster. Monsters. So. Yep. Well, that we got our political debate in for today, so that's good. <laughs> there you go. It wasn't really political, but. It can be. You want it to be. Alright. Well, thank you to our three people that submitted questions for voicemail time but we are i think this is our new world record for longest episode so we're over three hours and it's super late so let's go over some social media and get out of here so in the description there's a link links.co slash empire radio links spelled with two eyes click that and it's landing page for everything empire radio facebook instagram twitch youtube Join the Discord link. There's the link for the voicemail. If you want to send a voicemail, if you've never heard from you, we'd love to hear from you. There's our fan email. Go check that out. If you ever want to send us a message about anything, go do that. Um, And then the NeilsyNerdy.com Entertainment Network that we're a part of. If you like anything nerdy, go check that out. There's all kinds of other podcasts and whatnot on that website. So go check them out. Anything else, guys? Yes. Real quick, tune in to watch episode five live. Tune in an hour before it gets dropped live on twitch.tv slash Empire Radio. Hang out with me. I played Fortnite with Red Buff yesterday. It was super fun, and maybe you can play with me too if you join. But with that, I do want to say that VCU chapter one of the book Oh, Lucy's uh, first episode for the continuation of the VCU story, which we forgot to say at the the beginning of the episode that the VCU is out. But yes, Lucy released her first and it's 10 episodes. It's a banger. So make sure you guys go check over at her podcast. Her and don't forget Addie. Addie, she's the other writer and voice actress. So 
go check that out if you haven't already. Go support Lucy because she's the best. So sick. Anything else, guys? No. Nah. Right. Well, you've been listening to another Ahsoka-tastic episode of Empire Radio. I am Jeremiah. I'm Andrew. I'm Drew. And may the Force be with you. Always. Needlessly Nerdy, your source for all things nerdy. www.needlesslynerdy.com